For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. Morning, all. Um, it's been a while since I've been here. For sure it has. I want to say thank you to uh, Mick Mulcahy for uh, doing a superb job while I was away and indeed to all of my own team too. Seamus and to Kevin and to Claire and to Mark and all of the gang. Um, it's uh, first first day back is always a difficult day back. Life life goes on. It's it's the circle of life. But there were so many people involved, uh, particularly in the, in the last few months of my of my father's life, uh, that I didn't want this opportunity to go without at least saying a few words about the care that he received. And I and I mention this now at this point in time because God knows. Uh, on this program and many others like it and criticism of our health service uh, and much of it is is accurate criticism of, of systems and, and indeed uh, political goodwill uh, towards our health system or making it run better and I know that there are issues at the moment with, with the children's hospital and botched spinal operations of children or what have you but that's that's for another day. Um, I know that in the case of my my own father's care over the last couple of years the care was absolutely phenomenal, and uh, a lot of it, I, a lot of it, I didn't see obviously, but I certainly did see over the past. Uh, if I was to narrow it down to the period of about a week to ten days, then I certainly did see our health system and our health care professionals uh, working and doing the job that they love so professionally uh, and with so much with so much sincerity and compassion. Um, he was in the care of the bonds. Uh, originally when things took a turn and he started to go uh, downhill at one stage then he he would have moved to uh, the St. Clair's ward at St. Finbar's Hospital and eventually, sadly, uh, spent some time in the GB ward at the CUH where he passed away. I say sadly because it was there that he he passed away. Uh, But the care leading up to that was absolutely phenomenal And and our health system, when you're in it and indeed, like certainly with the case of end of life, uh, I could not criticise at all. I actually sometimes was speechless and in awe at the people doing their jobs right across the spectrum uh, of our health service and indeed our hospitals and all those involved in it. Um, I, I remember he, he at one stage would have come out of um, St. Clair's and we hoped that we could have had him home for uh, a longer period of time and uh, put a little room together at home. From We converted the dining room and put in um, uh, a hospital bed and all the different medical aids that he would have needed um, but unfortunately that only lasted for a week and maybe about a week later things took a turn for the worse and um, the kindness and compassion that was shown by say for instance the, the doctor on call from South Dock uh, and, the, and the doctor that came out, he was just so so kind um, and then when it was realised that actually you know what this isn't going to work here and in fact we need to make uh, a change right now the ambulance that was called took under seven minutes uh, to arrive at our front door. Seven minutes. I just That just blew me away. Then you had the paramedics who did just a wonderful, wonderful job. Kind, compassionate, professional, quick, knew exactly what they were doing. And I just wanted to say thank you to everybody who was part of his care. Um, not just in the last week or ten days, but all along his, his journey. Um He's very proud of the work that I did on air, actually, and, and listened every day and never missed a program. And he was he ended up being so, I suppose, fanatical about the show that he would get up an awful lot in the middle of the night and listen to repeats. Could you imagine that? Bad enough listening to the daytime program without getting up in the middle of the night and listening to the repeat of it. But you know what I found? One of the things that I had never actually witnessed before was uh, the power of RIP.ie. Um, we had the mass obviously and then we had the funeral and we had the wake at home and, and things like that and all of that was lovely 
but the wonderful tributes and kind things that people say in the condolence section of RIP.ie is a fabulous, I'm sure, I hope you'd agree with me on this, it's a fabulous consolation to families and loved ones whose loved one has passed away. And, and over the last four or five days, I have found myself going back there two or three times a day just to read the new ones. Um, it, it's very comforting, actually. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful app. I never really had realized how powerful it is until... And, 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 and you want to see uh, kind messages for the loss of a loved one, don't you? You, you? you feel that they deserve it. And when you see it, it's just a wonderful thing. So I hadn't really realized that, actually, the, the actual condolences on RIP.ie make a, make a very big big difference. I won't say any more than that, um, and because life is, of course, you know, sometimes can be cruel, but our, it's the circle of life that we have a start, a middle and an end. Uh, my father lived to almost 90. He would have been 90 in April of next year. The long life, and I hope it was a happy one. I believe it was. We all have our trials and tribulations in life. None of us are outside of that remit, I suppose. But um, to everybody who sent lovely, kind messages and, and cards and texts to me, thank you all so much. I really and duly appre- do appreciate every single one of them. And I say that on behalf of all of the family. Back after the break. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. Here's a question I have for you this morning. Text 0868-104-106. Was yesterday's event at Dáil Éireann a message to politicians or indeed a step too far? It dominates much of the newspapers this morning. One has to wonder whether it was our own mini Capitol Hill moment yesterday where Gardaí, I'm reading from the Star this morning, had to escort TDs through a raging mob who trapped them inside the door for over two hours yesterday. Amongst them was the Kerry TD, Michael Healy Ray, whom the protesters roared insults at, describing him as a piece of SHIT and an effing traitor. Eventually, Gardy had to bring him to safety. The Mirror this morning describes it as a hung doll, where they say demonstrators held gallows with a noose around a doll's neck and pictures of senior politicians upon it. Um, the Tawnish to Micheál Martin said it was unacceptable, reprehensible. There were 13 arrests there uh, yesterday by Angarda Shikona. So intimidating protests held to mark the first day of the new Dáil term is how it's described this morning in the Star. Some of the protesters that had the gallows um, and on the gallows with a noose around a doll's neck were pictures of senior politicians including Leo Varadkar and the Sinn Féin leader Mary Lou MacDonald. Um, amongst them uh, were protesters who were shouting you're filth, you're worse than a piece of SHIT and this was directed at Michael Healy Ray, you're an effing traitor, you scumbag, you dirty effing dog. Uh, this morning, the Mail says that regular uniformed Gardaí were supported by plain-clothed units and the public order unit had a soft cap approach mode. But uh, there were arrests at these uh, ugly protests. The Echo this morning um, deals with uh, Michael, or sorry, with uh, Donegal O'Leary from Sinn Féin. His um, interpretation of what happened, because he was caught up in the middle of it, he says that no one will prevent him from doing his job. He says that uh, he was uh, elected and very proud to represent the people of my home city. He says, I go to Dublin every week to do that and I won't be deterred by anyone 
from doing that. He was prevented from entering the Oroctus complex by the protesters and eventually Donegal Lira had to be escorted for his own safety down Kildare Street by four uniformed Gardaí. So protesters target TDs is the front pager making this morning's echo. I'll talk a little bit more about what the protesters actually are protesting about in Ireland in 2023. There are other stories making the papers this morning and one or two of them happens to be COVID related. You know that there, the Irish Times this morning says there are 30 care homes now in Ireland that could face criminal investigation that possibly needs repeating criminal investigation depending on the results of a guarding inquiry that's going on into the death of a woman as a residential home during COVID in 2021. Now, <clears throat> I can't name the home, although we did talk about these uh, various sad stories on the air during and after COVID, but Gardaí are examining the care received by one woman in a county Cork home in the period leading up to her death which occurred during one of the worst periods of the pandemic. And what they're investigating is potential gross negligence manslaughter. That's very, very serious. Now, the care home in question saw a large number of fatalities in the first 18 months of the pandemic, which began in uh, early 2020. So while that's happening, nursing homes make the newspapers as well in other ways because 10% of nursing homes in this country have now closed and over 600 residents have had to move accommodation because of the closure of various nursing homes. There is no real update, actually, with regards to uh, Beaumont Nursing Home, uh, and I hope to maybe um, you know take another look at that story, see if there's been any developments in it uh, in the coming days. But um, The Independent this morning then talks about disposable vapes. Now, we did have a change in the law earlier this year where um, there, it's, there's a ban now on the sale of vapes to children but yet you still do see an awful lot of uh, secondary school kids vaping and they're vaping the flavoured disposable vapes. So that's what's next on the agenda now, a ban on disposable vapes, vapes and a crackdown on flavours and they come in all sorts of flavours including cherry and menthol and you know, bubble gum and everything that you can think of flavor-wise uh, can be put into vape liquid. But now this is the latest one, disposable vapes banned completely and a, then a ban on all flavored vapes as well. Uh, of course, the whole idea at the start with regards to vapes was to help people to come off cigarettes, but they have very much now been targeting uh, young people and uh, underage people and teenagers. The city will be car-free this Saturday. Your thoughts on that are welcome. It's the story making the Cork Independent today saying we're going to have our first car-free day in the city centre on Saturday from midday until half past six. Now, it's not the entire city. I believe the quays and the bridges will be open, but Patrick Street and the North Main Street and Corn Market Street and Castle Street and Adelaide Street and places like that. Buses and taxis will be able to access Patrick Street normally. But people are being encouraged to um, uh, get out of the car and to come in by foot or by bicycle or public transport and enjoy the streets without traffic. Unfortunately, the weather won't make that um, a very nice um, experience, particularly if you're walking or cycling, because it'll be very wet and windy across the weekend. But also the Cork Independent this morning says that more Cork people want more trees in the city. They want more green spaces in the city. And interestingly, they want less cars in the city. Um, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting piece of research because, of course, we have the most expensive trees that were ever put on this planet 
and they were bought there at the cost of nearly I was it four hundred grand a couple of years back. And those are the robot trees. I don't think they're the kind of trees that people actually want. They want actual uh, trees and less traffic. So your thoughts on that are also welcome. Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Interestingly, in the times that we live at, it's good to see that Board Gashna have decided to follow Electric Ireland, Energia, Flow Gas, and Airtricity in reducing their electricity and their gas prices. Unfortunately, they haven't gone so far as, say, Energia did by reducing by up to 20%. Borgash have gone for 15.5% and nowhere near what Flowgas did when they reduced their electricity and their gas by 30%. But I suppose it's something. And the problems of RTE continue with regards to the licence fee. It's a front page of Making the Sun today. It's two th- it says research they did a survey where two-thirds of the nation want their television licence fee axed. And a different way of uh, RTE funding itself. So over 60,000 fewer people have paid their licence fees since the controversy, which kicked off because of Ryan Tuberty started uh, earlier this year. And for those that will text and ask, have I paid my licence fee? Have I renewed it? I've paid it every single year. Uh, sometimes late, but I've always paid it. But this year, to answer your question, no, I haven't renewed it yet. There's more and more people filling their, their cars with either petrol or diesel and driving off. They call it drive-offs. It's a story making the Cork Independent today where they're talking about a huge spike in filling station drive-offs uh, across County Cork. And it's described as being concerning from Gardy. Have you ever done it, I wonder? Have you ever done it by mistake and not meant to do it? Because here's what happens if you... Fill your car with petrol and you drive off. Petrol station relies that you haven't paid for your petrol, right? And they have CCTV on the forecourt. So they get your registration number. They then call on Garda Shikana and the guards either ring you, usually ring you first and say, you're the owner of such and such a car, and they give you an opportunity to go back. That happens most of the times. I mean, there might be the odd time when they won't get the car, Edge. I know of one or two people who in the past have inadvertently forgotten to pay. They've gone in and bought something else and forgot to pay for the fuel, for instance. But they've all, they've all got calls from the Gardaí. Uh, don't know of anyone that actually got a knock on the door. That's probably what happens next if you don't go back to pay for the fuel. It can be a substantial amount of money. Like it could be 60, 70, or depending on the car, up to 80 grand, 80, 80 euro with regards to how much you owe. Um, but anyway, I'm just wondering if everybody's involved in a, a drive-off and inadvertently forgot to pay. Text 0868104106. There are other colliery stories which I'll come back to with, of course, in the morning, but when I get to our phone calls, lines are open. Text 0868104106. The number one talk show in Cork. If it's happening in Cork, Neil is talking about it. The Neil Prendeville Show on Red FM. So to events yesterday in Dáil Éireann, I explained there with regards to what the papers had to say in the matter. Um, yesterday was the first day of the return. We have some serious politicians who aren't here uh, at the moment, including Micheál Martin, who's actually away in New York. Um, but there were many who turned up for the first day back. Um, and uh, apparently, um, at one stage, bottles were being thrown at TDs as they were entering uh, Dáil Éireann and Leinster House. And I heard this morning on RTE that urine was also thrown um, as well as many, many insults. Um, I want to chat with some people who were there actually yesterday going about their business. And of course, much of the criticism of yesterday's protest is, is that it shouldn't happen to politicians. OK, I get that. But there was an awful lot of civilian staff who were also going in and out of the door yesterday um, about their business. But anyway, enough of me. Uh, Jerry Bottomer is Cahirlock of the Shannad, and he may well be able to give us a flavour of how bad it was yesterday. Jerry, good morning. 
Good morning, Neil. How are you this morning? I'm good. Is that the question there? Whether it's a message to our politicians or finally, finally, a step too far that led to 13 arrests. Your thoughts? Well, well, first of all, the events of yesterday were nothing but toggery. And we live in a democracy where the primacy of our elections, our ballot box, where every person, whether you're whoever, your vote is equal and you can vote for whoever you want. And our parliament reflects the people's decision. And my point is that the people who are elected to parliament have a mandate put there by the people. Secondly, members of staff who work in a variety of roles in Leinster House in the Oireachtas, whether they're members of the media, whether they're staff in the parliamentary community, and we all cherish the free and fair press, and we cherish and respect our democracy. Yesterday was an attack on the state. It wasn't about politicians of any type. It was about all of the state. And that's why it's important that we reflect upon the gravity of yesterday, Neil. Uh, and it's not its not acceptable to say politicians are fair game. They're not. But you accept We've that people pol- are entitled to protest outside the, 100%, the parliament? 100%. Absolutely 100%. And I've, I go, I, I, in fact, I could make the point to you that every summer I march in a protest which is called Pride, as an example. Mm. So the answer is yes, the right to protest. But if you listen to Liam Herrick and I, I, the Irish Council of Civil Liberties and others, there's a point where you cross, and that was yesterday. So even the Irish Council for Civil Liberties, who would be very much behind people's right to protest, saying this is a step too far. Well, yes, and if you heard Liam Herrick in morning, this morning, he was very clear on, on the type of behaviour yesterday. But for me, Neil, yesterday was about uh, a group of people, a minority, who were vocal and physical and vitriolic, uh, taking a position outside Leinster House to protest about whatever they wanted to. Um, and, and Miriam Lord this morning said there was no coherence in the message. My point is the right to protest is sacrosanct. The right of parliamentarians to attend the House's Rockers is equally sacrosanct. And the rights of workers to go to their work place in terms of health and safety, without being worried or feared, fearful for their for their well-being, is something we shouldn't compromise on. Okay, you talk and about it being talk- vocal, it certainly was. We know of the gallows, we know of the photographs yeah. of the doll hanging by a rope, but physical, I mean, how bad was it? Well, if you if you saw the videos of, of, of people like, of members like Michal, uh, Michael Healy Ray, or of Donnick O'Leary, um, members of staff were, were spat out where Jira had bottles of urine thrown at them um, or plastic bags of urine rather uh, there was other you know shouting and roaring intimidatory behaviour in their faces and I'm conscious that there's 13 people today arrested and two before the courts I believe this morning so I don't want to say anything that would prejudice that outcome but what I want to say is that I respect the right of people to protest I, I, I'm a politician of 17, 16 years in Iraq just 20 years in public life the right to vote in elections, I've won in last elections. That's democracy. But President Biden in America yesterday spoke about political violence having no place in democracy. Similarly, the tuggish behaviour yesterday has no place in, in our in our democracy, in our republic. And and if we cherish the right of us to come on your programme and have different viewpoints, then yesterday was an attack on that. Because you can have people on your programme differing with me or agreeing with me, and I but likewise 
that is healthy for our democracy. That's healthy for our society. But what happened yesterday was a group of people who, who were attacking the state. It didn't matter whether it was a political party of the left or the right. It, it was about all of the states being attacked. Um, and, and that's not good. The other point I would make, Neil, is, and the point I've been making in terms of the review of the policing of yesterday, is that the area outside Leinster House, in the context of, of, of Kildare Street going on to Molesworth Street, and Merrion Square, uh, going on to to, 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 to Merrion Street, there should be a sterile area there where members of the Oireachtas who have a right to attend their workplace and members of staff who have a right to attend their workplace oh. should be able to get in and out. Uh, having you're saying not that, that, that security shouldn't start at the railings or the gates. You're talking about cordoning off access streets to the doll as well from people. What I'm saying is that there should be an avenue for people to come and go to their work and, and to be able to attend and get in and get out. That, I, I'm not... I'm not I'm not in any way trying to negate uh, or, or, or dilute the right to protest. What I'm saying is, in, in, in our parliament, in our parliamentary community, there should be no issue with access and egress for members or members of staff or those who work in the parliamentary community that is in Leinster House and whatever service they provide. Because you had people yesterday who were sitting in their cars for two to three hours unable to leave you had young children what? unable um, to just to say why were they unable to leave were they blocked in blocked in yeah if you looked at if you saw the photographs from the back of Merrion Square going out onto Merrion Street Merrion Square there were members uh, of staff members of the Oireachtas unable to leave there was a, a member of the of the house had her child in the car uh, and, and that kind of behaviour Neil is unacceptable I, I've, I, I have no issue with, with, and I've been involved in, in many campaigns and I've chaired the health committee where we had issues around the, to repeal the Eighth Amendment, marriage equality, where there were different viewpoints. Uh, the IFA this week protested against the Nitrous Directive. They didn't engage in that kind of intimidatory behaviour uh, with members of political parties. Uh, today, the ploughing chat which was going on, there was conversations and uh, going on with the farming community about issues around climate yeah. change yeah. in a respectful manner. My point is, yesterday was an attack on democracy. We must always respect democracy and our right to be different if we choose to be different from each other. But I, I respect you as a broadcaster being able to do your work. I might agree with everything that's said in your programme, but that doesn't mean that I want to shut your programme down. Okay. It means I listen so that I can engage. And, and similarly, there are people who don't agree with me, but they, we engage in a respectful manner. Yesterday was, was an attack on, on everything about our state. So my fundamental point yesterday, in, in the context of what I'm calling for in the review of the police, is one, a policing plan, and secondly, that a sterile area in front of Leinster House on, on those streets that I mentioned would be allowed, able for members and staff to come and go, whilst at the same time, protests being allowed to continue. Every morning, Lee, when you walk through Leinster House, there could be a potential person making a protest about an issue, whether it's in health or education, or school transport or whatever. And they talk to you and they engage with you in a respectful dialogue. Yesterday was not a dialogue, was not respectful. It was actually bordering on dangerous. And, and, and I made okay. the point in early interview this morning, we could have had a Joe Cox moment. Um, and I'm not being alarmist. Joe Cox the was killed in 2016. She was shot and stabbed um, by extremists, an extremist in West Yorkshire. She was a sitting Labour MP at the time. And if you saw the video footage of, of Donnick O'Leary, who's a TD from Cork, and, and Michael Hillary, like, the Gardaí were there with them. Now, I would pose the question, what happens if the Gardaí weren't there? Yeah. And I think all of us would agree, Neil, that that type of behaviour has no place in a civilised democracy. And I understand there's issues about many different issues and I fully am cognizant of all them. 
Um, but that doesn't mean that we can lose, you know, the right to, to, to have that civilised conversation about whether it's energy, whether it's about immigration, whether it's about LGBT rights. Well, it is about all those things and it's about Ireland first and that Ireland um, should be just for the Irish, that Ireland is full, that we're teaching our children too many things about sex at too young an age. They would be, I imagine, probably very pro-life as well. Um, um, I know one of the other platforms is um, uh, complete 32 county sovereignty, things like that. I, I have no issue with people having viewpoints uh, but it's how you communicate, it's how you advance your cause. And yesterday was was not a good day for for for, the, for those people who who showed no respect for democracy, who showed no respect for law and order. Um, and and that's the reality. And and we have to make that quite clear. Uh, these people were intimidatory. They they had no respect for anybody of any hue, whether they were members of staff who were doing whatever job they were doing. They were in. A few spoke to members of staff yesterday who are not politically okay. yeah. who are going into you know do their work, work in whatever function they were doing in Leinster House. Their job was in the, in the, within the precinct of, of, of Leinster House. They were afraid. They were upset. Um, and, and that's not political. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a political person. I, I'm well used to the cut and trust of politics. But those people are, are don't, first of all, need to have that type of behaviour, trust upon them, and secondly, have to endure that. And I would make the point to you, Neil, imagine you coming out of your, out of your, your, your building in, on, on Corrigan Road being unable to get home or members of your staff working with you being prevented from leaving their place of work to go to their family members and having to sit in the car for two or three hours whilst their family members were waiting to get picked up from school or were waiting for their mum or dad to come home. That's what I'm talking about here in terms of some of the members of the parliamentary community. Mm-hmm. Do you, it's, it seems to me that in the past few months that the heat seems to be turned up much more with regards to protests and, uh, uh, and, and, and confrontation uh, and unease. Is it destined to even get worse? Do you think? I mean, well, um, what 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 kind of what, what kind of precautions are politicians taking in general? Um, you know, in their at their constituency office, their own security, in their own homes. Anything on that? Well, first of all, the Kiancola and I have set up the, the task force on on the, on the safety of politicians and the future of politics in terms of members' interest and, and, and staff. And then secondly, there is, a, there is a, a, an amount of uh, money available to members of the Euroctus to, to se- secure their offices or their, or their homes based upon the advice of members of Angardi Shikana because there has been an increase in the protests by people at politicians' houses. We saw them, uh, you know, in, in our own city. We've seen them with the Avraika or other ministers. Um, and that's unacceptable. And then secondly, we've always had protests at our offices. <clears throat> and that's fair enough. And it's civilized in the majority of cases. It's 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 very amicable, if I can say that, and people do engage. But there is an element now that is becoming toxic, vitriolic, uh, unmanageable, uh, driven in part in some cases by uh, post-COVID conspiracy theories and different things. Um, and 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 whatever happened during COVID has given a, a release to certain elements within society to become this toxic, vitriolic um, type of manifestation of, of humanity. And that's worrying, Neil, okay. because we live in a democracy. And, and I mean this genuinely, right? I don't mind how people vote once they vote and they can vote against me or for me. That's their prerogative. And that's the choice that we fought for. And, and today, and I put up my tweet deliberately, the tricolour flies over our parliament to show that the tricolour that is our flag is the people's flag, not the one that we saw yesterday wrapped around some people. But the point I would make also, Neil, is, and you, answer, you asked a good question, that our language and our words 
online and, and in general in our conversations, in our interviews, as broadcasters, as media, as politicians, as members of society, does matter. And I think we need to all reflect upon what we say and how we say it because yesterday shows that there's a group of people who don't respect anything about the state uh, who are there just to serve themselves and to put forward their own point of view at, at whatever cost. And that's not good for democracy. Well, to, to some extent, to some extent, one might say, in spite of what happened yesterday, there are protesters who are at the same time trying to highlight what they believe is wrong about Ireland, Irish society, and the politicians who are supposed to have their hand on the tiller. Um, you know. but, we, but, but, but Neil, the answer is politicians of all hues do have their hand at the tiller and there was a, there was a demonstration yesterday in a protest and a violent behaviour against all politicians. Okay. It, wasn't about okay. the, it wasn't about the government, it was about all politicians. And my point to you and to your listeners this morning is we have an election. We have local elections and European elections, we have general elections, we have, you know, election referenda. That's the power of the ballot box. Okay. And whether we... If, and my point to you is this, government, as in the state, in the main, works to, for the benefit of the society, whether it's through social welfare, education, health, and we have flaws and we have challenges 100%. But I would ask you this, name one democracy that doesn't. But I mean, in, our case, in our case, our government, whatever that government, and it's not about the government as in the ministers, it's the apparatus of state works to try and make life better for people in the main. We get it wrong, absolutely. But in the main, there's lots of good things in our country that are working for people. And okay. that's why yesterday is an attack on all of us. It's an attack on the state. Let me get uh, the thank you for that. Much obliged, Jerry Butterman. Get the thoughts of the Sinn Féin, Cork, East TD, uh, Pat Buckley, who I believe had to go in a back door yesterday because it got so bad. Pat, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Uh, how bad was it? Yeah, it was. I, I was listening to things of uh, Baltimore there, and I will echo everything you said. To be honest with you, it was very nasty. I had uh, meetings with people yesterday. I had a couple of father and son that got uh, very badly verbally abused when they were only coming into the house to meet me for a meeting. Um, my, my my point, I suppose, is the fact that uh, I, I actually can't think of anyone that has actually come to me. Uh, constructively or not even come to me at all you know to view their concerns So did you at one stage try and go through the front doors? I wouldn't even waste my time I, I'm too short fused unfortunately and where there's an action there's an instant reaction and I guarantee you there'd be a lot more headlines So you thought best because you thought best you might kick off to mammy, go in a, yeah. do, do what mammy says I put it that way Neil and that's being honest with you know me I'm straight talking and I mean to me if I had been assaulted by any of them I would be taking that as an action where there would have to be an instant reaction, which I would call uh, self-defence. And I, I, I just, you know, I wouldn't trust myself in that. But the point here is, uh, my question would be, they're against everything. They're against everybody. No matter what person tried to come in here yesterday, or even tried to leave here yesterday, staff, visitors, they were all abused. Like, I mean, people have a right to protest, certainly. There, I mean, there seemed to be there seemed to be quite an amount of pushing, and I'm told there was some kicks thrown as well. Was there? There was, there was, there was, there was. I won't say who, no, but I, I know one or two that were physically assaulted. Uh, but as I said, I mean, I mean, they seem to be against everything, but they don't tell us what they want. Yeah. 
I've had, you know, just with regards to politicians in general, uh, talk about, do you, have you any security issues now or do you ever, li- do the guards ever liaise Absolutely. with you, give you advice? Yeah, like what? I've had the crime prevention officer into my office to sweep the office to put in extra security. I have put two extra cameras and lights on my own house. I'm getting rid of the letterbox, even though I only replaced it a number of weeks ago. But I'm now getting rid of that. Because Why? Of the, stuff that comes, the stuff that comes through the letterbox. Like what? Um, envelopes and powder and dust inside them and stuff like that. That's my family home. I mean, if it's me, if they're not happy... So do you instruct people at home not to open the mail? I do. I absolutely do. Anything that has Pat Buckley TD on my postal home address, do not open it. Or anything that arrives that's not labelled or named at all, don't yep. open it? Absolutely. Touch it. No, that's the way it is. Yeah. Powder or, or, or dust or so, but do you, do you get do you get vile, abusive letters? You would. You would, you would. And you'd get picture frames with pictures and stuff. And it, it's, it's gone beyond a joke. I mean, you know me of old and where I came from. I got involved in politics to make a change. And like as Senator Bottomer said, there's elections every, every so often between locals and general and European. If you want to change something, I mean, especially in politics, I mean, we, we argue in the chamber, we argue in committees, but it's, it's, it's refined. You get your point across and you, you come out some days and you'll have a victory and you'll feel happy and other days you'll be extremely angry. But that's how the democracy works. Where I see it at the moment is it's like they want this democracy as they call it, governed by few. But they haven't set out anything. I know there was one instance there where a lady stood up yesterday outside of Leinster House to say whatever she was about to say, and somebody else in that crowd took the mic off that lady and taught her to go back to her own country. So it is that disjointed out there. But the one thing that they have got together is hate. And I've had incidences already in my constituency with those individuals. Mm, mm. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I, I decide. Be, you're talking about racist incidences, are you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And even personal attacks on me when you're going to peaceful, um, you know, events and stuff. I've had the phones with the camera stuck on my face and so on and so forth. It's probably a part of the job. It's not a great part of the job. Mm. But when it starts coming to my family members and stuff, that's when... Pardon the point, but I wouldn't say it. Well, the shit at the fan yeah, well, you, you, you wouldn't take it, you say. You would react no, to it no, and you have no, to no, mind no, it. Yeah, well, well, you are aware, and I, and, I, and I don't know where we're at with regards to whatever happened with the Lord Mayor, but uh, in a recent protest downtown, I, I of course. I can remember that. Yeah. I, I, uh, I can remember that as well. I mean, yeah, we, we're, we're not in it. The, the majority of people are in, in politics, especially, despite what some of your listeners will phone in later, but uh, it's actually to change things and change things for the better. I mean, I can say it here, you know me of old. When I lost my brothers back in 2000 that time, I did an interview with you and I was very upset and so on and so forth. You stroll on to 2017, I'm the spokesperson for a political party, Sinn Féin in the Dáil and Mental Health, the Assisted Decision-Making Capacity Bill, the Decision Support Services, they're all in place now. So you can change things. Yeah. Well, you these know. people that were outside last night or yesterday were against everything and against everybody. And anybody that had attachment to the front gate or the back gate of Lynn's house yesterday okay. seemed to be their enemy, okay. which is totally okay. wrong. I mean, staff are extremely distressed here yesterday. Okay, got a lot of text on this, which I, which I actually do yeah. want to go through. Um, um, and I hope to speak with Donna Collier a little later on because I know that he's actually at a funeral right now and I, and I respect yeah. that. But um, uh, he's front and centre because he, he did run the gauntlet of the front door yesterday, as you're aware. 
yeah, yeah, I'm well aware of it. Yeah, he was he was one of those that was in the hotel. Yeah, yeah. he was what? There, there was meetings across the road in the hotel, and you know we have to go to these meetings and stuff, and that's part of our job. But unfortunately, these things happen. But it's absolutely, uh, it's deplorable. Is it, deplorable. Po- is it is it possible just to walk into a, a TD's office, um, you know, during clinic times or any time, or is there are there buttons now for access into, say, where where a TD would hold always, constituents? My office was always open five days a week. You could walk in so on and so forth. But now it's going to the stage where we're now going to have to have the camera on the door. You make your appointment. You come to the door. You're on camera. You're you're identified and you're buzzed in. If that's you, it's gone that bad. Wow, that is that is a big step, isn't it? But you have to, Neil. I mean, I have to think of my staff and their families as well. I mean, they're doing a job, and I'm fairness to do. I am blessed with the people that I have, and the amount of work they do that nobody will ever see. Only right. the people that actually come in directly. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, let me get some. Let me get some calls and texts on this. Thank you so no, much, Pat Buckley. Me. Take care yourself for now. Uh, line three is Pat. Pat. Good morning morning. Now, you wanted to pick up on what we're chatting about this morning. Um, do you see any of the videos of the photographic evidence of yesterday at Leinster House? I saw them, yes, and as I said, it was a bit over the top. Uh, it was disgraceful um, there. But now, what I did say um, uh, in the past there is people have different levels that they'll express their anger with. And I'm not saying um, what went on there yesterday, there was a certain element of people that were uh, totally out of control and anybody who would condemn what went on yesterday was a bit over the top. Well, Jerry, what yeah. would call them a mob of thugs? Yeah, well, that's what possibly they can call them. But like, I think politicians need to be very careful when they're actually uh, using terms and categorising people because all you're doing is, as I said, these people have a different level of anger and all you're doing is, is exploding that. So, uh, you know, there was comments even on radio there this morning uh, that these people would be better off go out and get a job for themselves and all this is just... Wild. By a politician, was it? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, but like people, um, they don't want to explode these uh, very angry people. Now, you had um, Jerry on there a minute ago, they're talking about the politicians are doing the best and whatever. Now, I can't see that myself because what we have in this country, and you'll have the same now with this uh, controversy with the children's hospital at the moment. Oh, we learn lessons from this. Uh, we'll get on with this. You saw and you have people on your show. Why in the name of God would somebody get angry with politicians about what is allegedly going on in the children's hospital? Well, you see, what they'll get, what they'll get the anger of is you have, say, somebody even like Leo Varadkar with his medical background, and you think with his medical background that he is zoomed in on every aspect of medical procedure. Ah, yeah, but you put procur- you have procurement departments who buy medical equipment or they buy whatever needs to be put and implanted into, into people's bodies during operations. You then have surgeons who are supposed to be able to do their jobs. Now, I know a lot of this is through the investigation. Yeah, well, what I'm saying is you don't need Leo to be actually inside in the storeroom and seeing what's going in there, but you need to see Leo seeing that there's competent people employed within our uh, uh, I get, I get that, and, and I understand the point you're making that the people that are employed are competent to do their job. But if, if, if you look at the, if you look at protests, but but just rewind out of yesterday, 
Let's look at a couple of the planks of which people are very angry about, right? They're certainly angry about the waste in this country, aren't they? The huge, yes. vast amounts of money that are wasted and are spent here. The upcoming children's hospital is, exa- is an example of that. You might even throw the convention centre into it. They also see waiting lists that are way too long and just getting longer and see people in pain. They see Ireland as a country that is full, right? And we have a housing crisis, right? But yet we have more and more people still continuing to come here at the behest of the government and the bill picked up for it by the government. People are fed up and angry of all of those things. They are, but what I was saying to Seamus there earlier, you have people like myself that are at home that are deeply angry at this country and the way it's going, and I'm into various topics. You heard me speaking about road safety there. Road safety is a total and utter disaster in this country, okay? A total and utter failure. So, like, I can get wound up, and I did get wound up the last time I was on your show about road safety because I'm very passionate about it. But I, I, I'm so wound up, I haven't even the energy to go up outside the door. So there's an awful lot of people like me at home that are deeply concerned about issues in this country and deeply upset at the way things are being run in this deep country. And I'm very deeply upset okay. the way they come out and say we learn a lesson. OK, that's fair enough. But yesterday, that was... Too much and went too far, yeah. Or there no? were people that just want, have legs, and people, as I said, um, well, ah, but to the yeah, leg. but calling people filth worse than a piece of shit, effing traitors, scumbags, dirty effing dogs, year, throwing yeah. bags of urine and bottles at them, physically accosting some of them is is that not too far? It is too far, but what we need to see is, and I, I spoke about this on programmes, we need to see the level of policing in this country. As I often said there, and I said this there right. even about in relation to uh, Bus Aris. No, 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 I don't want to, I'm trying to stay okay, on right. message here. I'm asking you one. Yeah. But what I, the point I'm getting at is the people that ap- at, appeared inside at that protest yesterday, they're coming from communities. They should be dealt with at source. Those people are allowed to do what they like within these communities uh, and this is the anger now so I've done what I like for years in this community, I can now accelerate Let's that take it to the dog. Okay, alright, thanks for that. Text 0868 Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prendergill now on 0818 104106 Red FM. Get involved in the conversation. Pick up the phone 0818 104106 Lots by text. Um, one or two of them here just ahead of the news. I thought it was like gangs of New York watching um, the video footage yesterday from Leinster House. I think now is the time for the government to do something positive. Scrap the USC, get rid of the property tax, bring in a 1% wealth tax on the rich and the people who have more property than just one house which they live in. Those could be things that uh, Sinn Féin might decide to do, certainly a wealth tax. It's no surprise what happened yesterday. People are sick of them, off for their long holidays in the country in disarray. They're a joke, the lot of them. Pat says, since the time of the Roman Empire, democratic institutions have feared the mob. Why should our politicians be different? Do your job and you won't have to fear the mob, says Pat. One final one, Tony says, the citizens of this country are fed up with these politicians and their broken promises. It's always going to come to this. It always was. The ordinary people of Ireland are suffering immense hardship. Prices are flying up. 
and there's nothing being done to stop them from doing so. Ireland is awash with money and we've often spoken about this day coming. It's not like an isolated occurrence. Uh, please, please read this out. Uh, one or two more. Please ask your listeners why refugees from Islamic countries don't go for refuge to other Islamic countries. The answer is because they get nothing whatsoever if they do so. Uh, checking out the footage from the protest yesterday, it was peaceful. The Garda arrested people who were just standing around. One included a pregnant woman and two women in their 70s. They only arrested people to make up numbers and make the protest look rowdy, says Stephen. Keep them coming. Text 0868104106. I will chat um, in the next hour uh, with Michael Healy Ray and indeed Donico Lira, but I'm mad keen to talk to you guys. Um, so pick up the phone 0818104106. Now, the Neil Prenderville Show, Red FM. Text 0868104106. You had Senator Buttermer on with you. Ask him about the mandate he was on about. The government has not carried out the people's mandate. Full stop. Jerry was given his own mandate by the people in the last election that he wasn't wanted. Uh, where is the democracy for all the Irish working hard? The homeless that can't afford to buy a house, rent a house, put food on the table and are working as many hours as they can for a pitiful wage while our government tax to the hilt. People yesterday were sick of all of the government. There's not one of them who deserves to be seated in the doll, and they are useless people. Uh, another few here. Jory Buttermer's on about our elected officials. Does you remember that we didn't vote them in? The two parties that do agree with each other jumped into bed together just to grab power. Um, why don't the politicians ask themselves why people were so angry yesterday? Life is just hell for normal people. That's where the anger is coming from. The country is being run into the ground and if someone questions the elite, they are tired as being far right. It's only a matter of time before there's an all-out war from ordinary people and I, for one, can't wait for it. One or two more politicians are running scared. It's about time they got a shock. They are happy to support the protest if the protest suits them. Irish people are finally waking up to the strokes being pulled by the TDs. And one more, I agree that you can protest if you have issues with politicians, uh, then become one and make your change by protesting. I don't like politics, but the videos from yesterday I found scary. I would have hate to have been there. Uh, one of the lessons that's been learned from yesterday isn't about listening to what people were protesting about. It seems about putting up more barriers around Leinster House and a review of security now is underway for politicians. Even Jerry Buttermer decide, uh, mentioned this morning that they may well decide to cordon off many of the access streets from the public. Could you imagine that? If we were living in a country where many of the streets that access Leinster House would be cordoned off from the public. I mean, that's an emergency measure if I ever came across it. Back to the phone as we go. John, good morning. All right, Neil. How you oh, doing, mate? I'm good, man. I'm good. Go for it. What's on your mind? Yeah, the, the first day, I think I'm going to see it, boys. My condolences to you for your father's death, boy. Oh, that's a lovely thing to say, John. Typical of Cork people. Thank no, you for it. No, but I'm going to say, guys, I went through myself with my mother and my father and my brother, they are dead within a couple of years, by. Well, listen, so I'm, I'm sorry for your troubles as well. Thank you, John. I appreciate that. I really do. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, all right, bye. That was the first thing I wanted to say to you, bye. In regard to the protest, bye, people are getting very angry here, Neil. People are getting very angry here, like. I was saying as your producer there, like, just on one question alone, they're bringing in Ukrainians here, they're bringing modular homes from and everything, like, in a couple of days. And there's over 13,000 Irish homeless. That's not fair, really. That's what's meant in a lot of people as well, no. 
It is. Uh, and there are those that are saying that is not, that enough is enough, that it has to stop. Uh, I understand that stop, anger. Neil. I mean, it's going to get like, not going to culture by, it's going to get like England and France. If you saw any of the videos in England and France, it's gone totally over hand. Like. So if that was... You see that, that okay. island there of uh, Italy, um, there's only 7,000 of a population there and there was over 10,000 migrants came in there. So, so they over the island. Okay, if that's one issue that people are angry or upset or annoyed about, that's fair enough. And there are others like that. They have other I know, things that are on their mind that they're angry about. But yesterday, uh, that went way too far, didn't it? I mean, really, throwing bags of urine, throwing bottles, scuffles. Well, that would be over the top, though, Kicking right? out, that be over gallows. The top, like, like, like. Yeah. With a doll that hanging by over the top, like. Yeah. But you can understand where the anger's coming from as well, Neil, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, what's going on with our own homeless issue here, like? There's, what, 13,000 homeless here, and they're able to house all them people coming in here, like, you know what I mean? Because they're getting paid by the EU for it. Yeah, but is there not a better, is there not a better way of doing it? I don't know the answer to Neil. I mean, I know they had to blow out of proportion over the protests and everything yesterday, like, but... Were you talking to anybody that was actually... You, you were talking to people who were actually there, were you? I was, yeah, yeah. Had there you were three people I was talking to. Had you planned on going there? I did, I did, but unfortunately, with circumstances with me son and everything, okay. I, I couldn't get up there. But Are you glad that you didn't now go there? I am, in the way, I am. Okay. I've been honest with you, need anyway, to be in the rest of myself, because I had lost the plot. <laughs> I would have I would, I would got very angered as well, like... Yeah. Yeah. I would have got very angled. Well, you mean you'd have I done, mean, you'd have done more? Are you saying you'd have done more than shouted at people, would you? Well, I'd have probably kicked on the barriers, Nick. Yeah, yeah. I probably would have, like, it's as simple as that, right? Okay, all right. Thanks for that, John. Appreciate it. I'm going to jump in here because I know that uh, Michael Healy Ray is having one hell of a busy morning, but he joins me by phone. Michael, good morning. Good morning, Ian, to you and your listeners. Okay, how bad was it, Michael? How bad was it? Can you hear me? I think I've that line's dropped on me, guys. Let's see if it's still there. Sorry, Michael, are you still there? I lost you for a second. Are you there? Yeah. Sorry, you're, you're there. I missed you there, Michael. I was just asking you the question, how bad was it? Well, look, don't mind about me. The protest, of course, it was bad. And there was a young lady with me. It was her first day. And uh, she's on an official intern program from America. And she was shoved and pushed and had to listen to all that very bad language and abuse. Her mobile phone was stolen uh, in the altercations that took place. The Gardaí were subjected to things being thrown at them. Bottles were thrown at them. And uh, it was like a free-for-all, of course. But that's not proper protest. I value very much the idea of people being able to go to the Dáil and to protest. And I welcome that. But uh, this wasn't normal behaviour. Uh, these people were on a different agenda and there's no room, in my opinion, for that type of activity. That's not right. They had no message. They didn't have any ask of government or of opposition. They were only there to cause trouble and disruption and mm. I don't like that. Um, one or two politicians seem to have been singled out, for want of a better term. Yourself and... Um Donico Lira from, from Sinn Féin. Um, was it just, that just bad timing as on, on, from the point of view of when you were going in or do they have an actual well, agenda or what? No, I'll work it to a different way. There was a person, a very nice man, he works with the catering staff in the Dáil and he had his official badge, which he has to wear 
you know, around his neck. And when they saw that yesterday, they started shouting abuse and horrible things at him. And uh, this man was going and doing his day's work. We had journalists there yesterday who were covering uh, the first day of the new doll term, and they were called every name of the sun. These were people who were there reporting on democracy and holding us to account and what's going on in the doll. And those people were targeted. So it's wrong on so many fronts. It made no sense. And uh, do not need just to lighten it a small bit. Uh, any of the people that I saw, I wouldn't be anxious to take any of them to the bog with me because I don't think they'd be much good. Uh, I don't think... Yeah, that, what do you mean by that, that they wouldn't be of a working background? People who get up and get a job, is it? Well, I'll put it to you this way. I just wouldn't like to be relying on them to do any type of work with me, whether it would be mental work or physical work. I just wouldn't like to be relying on them because what I saw yesterday, I don't think they'd be fit for much, really. And they were shouting a lot about taxpayers and about where taxpayers' money was going. Another thing I wouldn't like to be relying on, I wouldn't want to be relying on their taxes because I wouldn't think that their efforts in life might have paid tax. Okay, so you, you're, 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 that's, that's a very broad brush against anybody who was there yesterday, that they don't have a job and they don't pay tax. No, well, well, if you want to take the side of the people that I listened to yesterday, that's entirely up to you. But <laughs> I tell you that not... what I saw yesterday, their behaviour and what they were saying and what they were doing left a lot to be desired. Okay, okay. And I think I'm perfectly entitled to make the comments that I'm making because I think it's fair comment, in my opinion. Okay. It's not the protesting, but it's the level to which it went to yesterday. There was quite an amount of abuse thrown at people like your good self. They were called filth. You were said that you were worse than a piece of SHIT, an effing traitor, a scumbag, and an effing dog. Did you hear any of those? There was so much of a racket going on. I really wasn't taking much notice of what they were saying, but it was a sort of a deafening amount of abuse. But like I say, a young girl was shot I know, I know. and no. pushed. And that's not right. That's not normal. And if you think those people are normal, because I think you were defending them there, that I was... No, I'm not in any way, shape or form. Don't be putting words well, in my I, mouth now. What well, I'm saying is you, you're, 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 you're giving a very broad brush that anybody that went there yesterday doesn't have a job and doesn't pay tax. That's all I said. Yes, and I think that what I said was fair enough. Okay, okay. What I saw yesterday, you weren't there, I was. No, I wasn't. I saw them and I heard them. And, I, and, and you, and and you needed a guard to escort to get through it, in fairness. At any stage, do you think, this is a bad idea, I need to get out of here? Well, all I was doing was going about my business. I had a laptop that needed uh, attention, and I had to go to a building to give that in to those people. And uh, I had avoided the protest because I had actually taken a longer route to be away from them but when I landed to the door of where I should have been going in that door was firmly shut and there was actually a shutter down and uh, I couldn't get in with my laptop and that's when some people in the crowd saw me and then all of a sudden they were like sheep following each other and uh, and then the abuse and all that racket started so it was it was unfortunate but they won't stop me of doing my job. I'm elected to represent real people. I'm elected to represent people that want me to be there as a voice for them. And those people 
And I'll say it again to you, there was no sign of the medal this morning. I wonder what time will they rise out today. Fair point. And will they start shouting again? Fair point. And, uh, and if I'm branding them as being people that I wouldn't like to be relying on for work, I'll say it again to you. And I'll be very mm. clear about it. Mm. And, when I, and if you take offence to what I said about their paying tax, I'll say it again. The exchequer would be a poor place if we were relying on those people to put money into our coffers. You pay your tax. Your listeners pay your tax. But I'd like to see what they're paying. So they don't represent the population of Ireland in any way, shape or form en masse then? Absolutely nobody. Because they're not... The people that I see come into the Dáil, respectable people from disability groups, from the family organisations, the teachers, the nurses, all the different sectors of society, they're so welcome to come to Dublin. And I enjoy going out and meeting those people and listening to them and hearing what they tell me and the other uh, elected uh, representatives. And our job at Talk to Dáil is a messenger of the people. I'm there as a servant of the people of, of Ireland. To, and of Kerry to be there to speak up for them and I hope that by listening to people who come uh, voicing their concerns that it makes me a, a more rounded and better politician that I take on board what I'm told and, and what I listen to but how could you listen to that rubbish that went on yesterday they gave no message to anybody okay. and the only okay. person they left down themselves. Okay, but you, you make the point over and over again, and uh, it's a, a valid point that they have no skin in the game themselves. But but what of their message, though, the things that they are protesting about? Um, do, you, do, you, do you accept that there is disquiet in Ireland, that people are unhappy and they feel disenfranchised and left out? Well, if, the, if yesterday is their way of giving a message to politicians... They'd want to sit down inside in a room together and reorganize themselves and think about giving a different message. Because what everybody was scratching their heads at yesterday, they were saying, what brought those people at all? What was their message? What did they want? Because as far as I could see, all they were doing was shouting and bawling and and using bad language. The the real protesters that come to, to Dublin, I never hear them using bad language. And I've met so many nice people. I've met thousands and thousands of people. I remember one time 20,000 people, real men and women and families from the farming sector in Ireland, they came to the Dáil, 20,000 of them. And they gave a great account of what they wanted for farming. This is many, many years ago. And I was so proud and glad of the protest. There wasn't a handful of guards on duty that day doing traffic control. And uh, the crowd were able to mind themselves because they were so organised by our IFA and ICMSA and all the other... Peaceful protest is what you're talking about. Peaceful protest. They're real people. They're the workers of Ireland coming up to to give a message to us and tell us what we should be doing, and rightly so. Um, Do you mind me asking, just personally, did, did you have a conversation or a chat with the political intern, the young girl from America afterwards, about how she felt about what happened? What did she say about it? Well, she was obviously very rattled. When you come from America to learn about Irish politics, you don't think that you'll be shoved and pushed. You don't think that your phone will be stolen. She was left yesterday evening without all her contacts and all her personal stuff, which she had to go trying to retrieve. I spoke to her there earlier this morning. And it's an extremely upsetting thing. But I want to thank people that made contact and that... uh, 
want to meet with her. The tarnished his office, the Minister for Finance, the Minister for Justice, all of these people, the Minister for Education, they were very concerned about what happened. Okay. And, uh, in, okay. In, in South Kerry, you, you, you don't have any issues with people, do you? You don't get grief or argy-bargy or people shouting, calling your names or anything. You, you don't have to take particular security uh, precautions when you go to clinics. And you, you do an awful lot of them all over. I, I see your signs everywhere. Will you have to change now? Are, are, are politicians more aware of their safety now? If, if those few people that were there yesterday think that they'll make any change to me or anything that I do, I'll, I, I'll continue doing my work and it'll take a lot more than a couple of people shouting bad language and acting like big men shoving girls around the place. If they think that they'll upset me or rattle me, I'm afraid they'll have to start getting up a bit earlier in the morning okay, okay. and they won't be able to do that. Thank you, Michael, as always. Michael Healy Ray, text 0868 I'll stay with the phone lines and take an ad break and do some more calls and texts, but Jackie has been waiting for a while. Let's get her on the air. Jackie, good morning. Hello, hello. Are there aspects of what we've done already this morning you wanted to pick up on? Yes, I want to pick up straight away. I wanted to ask, actually, Jackie Healy-Ray a question. Uh, no, I, I had I had told Jackie Healy-Ray that his conversation would be just with me, so that's not All possible. Right. Okay, but go okay. ahead anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, from my temper is boiling now from what he actually said about the people that were up there yesterday, about their backgrounds, and, like, genuinely, they have to be unemployed you know, to be up there, yes. No, the, yeah, okay, yeah. just just on a point of correction, you were talking about Michael Healy-Ray, I think you might have said Jackie, Michael but yeah, yeah, Michael, yeah. go ahead. Michael Healy-Ray. Uh, about get, like, getting up so in the morning, going out and getting a job. Yes. The next time now he's in his own constituency, and maybe other politicians that have taught the same as him yesterday, the next time they knock at an unemployed person's door, will they bother to do it? Will they bother dirty in their hands to knock at an unemployed person's door, me. I'm very cross about this now. That was a horrific statement. Everything that goes well, on in this country are blamed on the unemployed. Well, hold on a second now. There are different reasons for people not having a job. They could have a disability. They could have issues in their lives that would oh, prevent them going. And that's and totally acceptable. But unfortunately, there is a cohort, and thank God it's an ever-diminishing cohort of people in Ireland who have never worked and never, ever want to work. I so in the private sector, and so in the private sector. So in the private sector, there are people there that are committing crimes morning, noon, and night. And do we segregate them? No, we don't, Neil. If a crime is committed in the morning, we're not rushing straight away to say, oh, that, that fellow works in the private sector. Is he the fellow that's done the road away? No, the first person that's blessed in this country is the unemployed. And I'm sorry, no, Neil, I have to go. I'm in a horrific temper this morning. OK, thanks for that. Much obliged to you. Uh, some might suggest that maybe it was a broad brush, but he stands over the point he made and made it a number of times, as in you wouldn't be relying on the protesters yesterday to get up and do an honest day's work in the morning. Susan, good morning. Good morning, how are you? Thank you for holding. Um, Thank you so much. W- w- I don't know whether you were there or not or had thought about going or what? No, I live in Dublin. I'm from Cork okay. and I live in Dublin and I had planned to go in but my small fella, um, I got a phone call from the school to say he was sick but I was 100% going in, 100% going why? in. Why, why, why? 
Because I agree with the protesters, I agree with uh, the organisers of the protest. Uh, Derek Bly is one of them from Ireland First. I agree with his messages and I agree with everything that he was standing up for yesterday. Mm. I don't agree with the violence. I 100% don't agree with that. Okay, the intimidation, the name-calling, oh the throwing of bags of, of urine. No, uh, the doll, no I'd be the very doll, peaceful now. The doll hanging from the gallows with photographs of politicians. Um, that That's... Quite a threatening message, actually. A doll hanging well, by a rope on the gallows. Now, I don't think that they should be politicians. To be fair, you know what I mean. I mean, what about Ashling Murphy, who died? Was she that delicate? What about the the men in Sligo, the gay men that were killed? Were, were they that delicate? Well, what about the lady that was slashed across the face last week? I understand. How was she? I, no, I understand all of that, and they're they're tragic crimes committed against. They are in, crimes committed, and they're all committed by one cohort of people that are coming into the country undocumented. No, but sure, who the, like, who the are government many... are inviting into our country. Well, we, we, have, really, we, have, an, we have an issue with the... No, but we... I, really, I really believe this is our time to stand up and to fight for our country. This is our country. And look at what the government are doing to us. And they're not my government. Leo Varadkar was elected on the 5th of the 6th council. Well, why then didn't the protesters... Why didn't, or maybe they did, I didn't hear it, but why weren't the protests shouting things like that, saying, stop, I think that the stop, undem- stop undocumented migration? Why didn't? Why, why but, did, but that is a, that is a point. If you look at Derek Bly from Ireland first, or the Irish National Party, that's, they're sick of saying it. They're blue in the face and saying it, and they're just called right wing and racist. I'm no racist. I was saying it to your um, sorry now. I just I feel so passionate about this. Um, I was saying to your, re- your researcher that I take in uh, international students to make ends meet, uh, and just to let Michael Healy Ray know, I work two jobs and I'm educated to a postgraduate level. So thank you very so much. So you would have been there yesterday today as a taxpayer and a 100%, working person. Yeah. 100%. I was taking half day off work to go in. 100% I was going in there yesterday. 100%. Yeah. But, um... Oh, I, I was like, oh yeah, I, um, I host international students. Now, I'm getting requests from the Ukraine, from, I will specify, safe parts of the Ukraine, the west, west of Ukraine, looking for accommodation in my house under the ARP programme for uh, Ukrainians who want to come here for the free accommodation, 800 euros the government would pay me. Wait a second, have, have they said that to you though? Yes, yes, they're from safe parts of the Ukraine and they're coming here for the free education because they don't need How to do pay they for say, university do they, Is that in an email or something or a telephone conversation? They come through agencies. They come through agencies. I'm um, a member no, no, of different but, agencies. But, but are you suggesting that's the reason they're coming or are they saying to you so that's what the reason? they're coming from? Oh, so you're suggesting it then, but they didn't actually no, say it. I'm, I'm getting emails from agencies. They're specifying the parts of the Ukraine. I get, I get their name, I get their age, I get their sex, I get their address and they tell me that they're coming here to study because they're entitled to free um, education in the universities and they say that they're going to pay me through the ARP programme which is €800 Euros per month mm. per head. Mm. Now how is that fair? So this is, uh, this is coming here for a better life as opposed to fleeing war? Exactly, they're okay. economic migrants. Yeah, okay. How is that fair but on just, a fellow that's in the independent this morning sleeping in the woods? Oh, no, I understand all of that. I understand that there's anger no, over I'm it. I'm not angry with you, I swear to God. I'm just, I feel so passionate about this. I really do feel so passionate. There was a fellow in Clondalkin who had his tongue cut out 
about two weeks ago. His tongue was cut out of his head by a migrant. Now, that didn't make the paper. Yeah, well, you know, again, the only rebuttal that I can give to that is that not all not all crime in this country is committed by people who come in here, whether legally oh, or totally illegally. I totally agree. We have our own scuts and our own couriers. I totally agree. Okay. But why are we taking in other countries' right. scuts and their couriers? Okay, thanks and for that. Do okay. I, if I say one other thing? Yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, I'd just like to know how Michael Healy Ray felt about his planning permission being denied for his three-story extension to his guest house uh, that he's taking all the Ukrainians. Next time I have him on, I'll ask him that question on your behalf. I wasn't aware of either the Ukrainian uh, centre that was being put up or whether or not there was planning. Yeah, but I will ask him next time. Uh, text 0868 um, I did promise that I would try because I know he's had a busy morning and, and respect to Donegal Larry, who was attending a funeral, but I think he's up to, he's in a position maybe to chat for a couple of seconds. Donegal, good morning. Good morning, Ed. And I do appreciate you taking the time because uh, I know that um, you were paying respects this morning. There's a bit of pushback this morning, Donica, from people listening, albeit that the protests went too far, but that there are still valid reasons for them being at the Dáil yesterday and the state of our country. Well, look, I mean, I suppose I wouldn't necessarily agree with the protest, but I agree with that point. I would agree very much that people have a right to protest and they have a right to protest about these issues. There's no question about that. I suppose the question is, how do you protest? But I don't have any problem in the whole earthly world with people protesting about migrants, about Ukrainians, about any of those things at the dial once they do it in a decent sort of way. And I have no problem with that. That is their constitutional right. And I would defend that. I would defend that. Even if I don't agree with all the things that they'd be protesting about, I would absolutely defend their right to protest. So how bad did it get yesterday? Well, like, I mean, look, I was only, I, I was out there for a few minutes. I was going across to a meeting with Conor Nguelga, just about the development of the Irish language that was on in Buswell's hotels. If people know just the layout of that part of Dublin City, it's just across the street. Um, and I was coming back uh, and I was I was trying to get back in and obviously I was prevented and, and so on. And I had to go around the long way. Like, there was an awful lot, of, like, there was a lot of shouting. There was a lot of pushing and shoving. Um, I, I suppose Michael Healy Ray, I, I believe, had a bottle thrown in his direction. Um you know, different things like that. Like, I mean, I think I think it was quite aggressive. I think it was quite aggressive. And at one stage, did you have four uniformed Gardaí escorting you down Kildare Street? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I suppose they just advised me that they weren't going to be able to get me in that side um, and that it would... that, that I would have to go around. But why didn't um, you... Why didn't you back off and say this is not a safe place to be? Well, look, I mean, I suppose... Neil, like, I mean, I... I had a busy day yesterday. I wanted to get back and do my work. I'm very proud to be elected by the people of Cork. Um, I won't be deterred from from doing my job uh, by by those protesters or by anyone else. Um, that's that's what I'm elected to do. And the only people who pass judgment on that at the end of the day are the people of Cork when when that time comes. Uh, so look, I had things. I had I had two more speaking slots that I had that day. You're, had, what you're saying is you would not be deterred by them from going about your job. No, no, absolutely not. Like, I mean, I look, I, I, I think it's very important that whether people agree with their elected representatives or not, like, I mean, I, I believe I'm doing the best I can for the people of the city and county and uh, I want to try and get on with that and look, people will have disagreements with me. People can protest about me as much as they want and that is absolutely fair enough but I suppose all I was looking to do was to get inside and to, to do the job that I was elected to do um, I, I I really think, like, look, I think the people involved in those protests did their cause no favours yesterday, um, to be honest. Um, like, I think the stuff with the gallows 
um, you know, it doesn't imply threat of violence there. Yeah, how are you to how are you to interpret that? Um, a doll hanging from the gallows on a rope and politicians' names is that a threat of physical violence? Do you think in the future? Yeah, look, I mean, obviously it's symbolic, like so. It's hard to to I suppose you can't pin it down, but like I think there is. I think it's fair to say there's an implied threat of violence there. Um, in that, and I I think that's completely out of bounds. Like, look, I mean, I. I, I think it's a shame what happened yesterday and I think, you know, it also there were other people who wanted a protest that day and I suppose their protests were undermined as well. Like I think there was people looking to protest around defective blocks and their homes that have been damaged uh, and obviously that, you know, was completely upscuttled by the nature of these protests. Now, like I mean it's not uncommon for protests to happen at the same time, but but clearly any other protest would have been, you know, lost in the chaos there that was yesterday. So Look, I mean, if people are saying uh, today, I haven't been listening, um, but like if people are saying like that there's a right to protest, they're completely right. And if they want to protest about refugees and Ukrainians, they are completely entitled to that. The That's teaching of sex education to our children yeah, and the manner uh, in which it's taught. Listen, there isn't, uh, there, like, I mean, they are absolutely entitled to protest about all those things. And to be fair, like, I mean, God, there's protests almost every day, not quite every day, but almost every day. And you'd agree with some of them, you wouldn't agree with others. You can almost always go out and have a conversation with people. And it might be robust and it might be frank and all that kind of thing. Like, that's different from, like, you couldn't get in over edgeways here. Like, and it was, it was a lot of shouting and roaring. Like, so I think there is a difference there. Like, I mean, look, I'm not going to be deterred by it or put off by it. I'm going to keep on doing what I'm going to do. There's a Green TD quoted this morning, uh, Mark O'Kasig, who fears that an Irish politician could be murdered if this current trend continues. He tweeted, do we imagine we are far from a Joe Cox moment, he says. Is, is that not incendiary or is, is he right? Uh, I, I don't know what to make of that. Like, I mean, I suppose, like, I mean, that was a very particular set of circumstances. Like, I think, you know, like, look, if there's going to be protests and they turn violent, then obviously that's something that we don't want. I don't want to speculate on what was a very particular incident in Britain. Um, like, I don't believe anyone there yesterday as much as I think it was a, 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 not a great protest at all, a chaotic protest. I don't think there was any... In, I'm, I'm not sure there was any intention for to do anything like that. No, I'm just I'm saying, would sure. it be interpreted I, as a warning or yeah. a threat? Look, I mean, look, I think it, it's a protest that has to be, like, I mean, I think the outcome of yesterday has to be taken seriously. Like, I mean, I think, you know, that's, it's not a small event, but I, I don't know that it's helpful to speculate about things that might happen in the future or might not. I think what's important is that the message goes out that, you know, you are free to protest, you are welcome to protest, you have a constitutional right to protest, but, but you know, protest has to be peaceful and protest has to... I suppose involves some amount of respect for for people of a different opinion okay. as well. Like, do you, you have know, any Do you have any security protocol on on Lisa that you have to follow that perhaps you didn't follow five years ago or three years ago, for instance? Uh, well, like I mean, I suppose when you say a protocol, my like I mean, I, there certainly there there would be. Uh, I I would be conscious, I suppose, of security, and I I mean, I would be conscious of security of my staff, um, and I suppose I, I would attempt not to be careless. No, but like I mean, having said that, no, I'm not. I'm not exactly the president either, and I, I don't need a, a coterie of, of bodyguards or anything like that. And you don't get any look, grief, then? And no, not really, no, to be honest with you. Like, and listen, like, I mean, that doesn't mean that somebody might have a crossword with you on the street, but look, I mean, that's fair enough, too. Like, I mean, I think that's a different thing um, than, than the level of what happened yesterday. Like, look, I'm, I, 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 I want to be clear, like, I'm not looking for any sympathy in relation to yesterday at all. I... Uh, it was unfortunate, but look, I'm going to keep on getting on with my job. I'm not okay. going to be deterred. Okay. Um, but okay. but in the bigger picture, like, I mean, I think, 
you know, I think people who are protesting, you know, 99.999% of people do it the right way. And that can be colourful and loud, um, but it shouldn't ever involve threats of violence. Or, or the, or the, or the name calling, which was quite abusive, yeah. filth and traitor and scumbag and stuff. So the big the big response so far has been, and Jerry Buttermore mentioned earlier this morning, just finally, that they may decide to restrict access to the public on the streets around Leinster House. Is that a step too far? Yeah, look, I certainly wouldn't like to see it. Like, I mean, I suppose the guards and the, the security personnel in the office will have to review all this kind of stuff. I, I, to be honest, I like actually, like, you know, a lot of protests I'd be very sympathetic with. I like being able to leave a debate and go out and talk to people and hear their stories. Like, I'm thinking of, you know, going out and meeting the families uh, from the Beaumont nursing home and meeting the, the, the relatives of the people who are worried and stressed. It's countless other protests like that. I like going out and talking to them. Like, that's... You know, it's it's a part of the life of the Doyle and the Shannon, like, is, is that. So I wouldn't like to see it happen like that. But look, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't either say that, you know, the Gardaí and the security personnel don't have to have a discussion about the future going forward. I, I don't know what that's going to involve, but, but like, I, I, I think it would be a shame if that was lost. OK, we can't, we can't in any way talk about what will happen next, but you are aware that there were 13 arrests yesterday. Yeah, I am. I don't know a lot about that now, to be honest. Okay. But I, I, I saw news reports that there were arrests, um, but I, I, I don't know who they are or why that was. Okay, all right, Donica. Thanks for taking the call. Appreciate it, uh, Donica Lira, Sinn Fein, Cork South Side Central TD. Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. We got calls on the way. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818-104-106. Red FM. Uh, many, many thanks. Over 90% of the Irish people want the borders closed. Over 98% of Gardaí have no confidence in Drew Harris. No one of the government is listening. That's the problem. Yesterday's protest was pure frustration. If someone from the government is concerned about these protests, could they not just meet and debate and reassure people that they're listening and have people's best interests at heart. So until then, anger will keep rising, and rightly so, because the TDs that got their number ones from the electorate are doing F all to help them, and their families exist in this corrupt country. It's very interesting text, that, because if you look at anybody who's, um, say, on an average income, or even well above average income these days, who has a son or daughter who wants to work and live and stay in Ireland and marry or not marry, settle down, have children or not have children, to be able to afford to buy their own house. Forget about it, baby. Forget about it. And that's where much of the anger comes from. And, and yes, government might say, well, that's not actually, not actually within our remit. You know, we can't control house prices. We can't control the price of what somebody might build a home or build a housing estate for. No, maybe not. But you could build more houses as a country. You could build more houses as a government. And I'll go back to the old chestnut of what was done in Ireland in the 1950s. And there was a will and a way back then to build huge and vast amounts of houses everywhere you go now. Particularly um, the further you go from city and suburban areas. But they're not exclusively outside of the fact of homes that are just vacant or empty or derelict. But if you go into countryside areas or county towns or villages or areas like that... There is just a plague of vacant properties. Anyway, back to the text. Yesterday was just the people of this country letting this government know that we've had enough of what is going on in our country. They need to wake up and smell the coffee and listen to the people. Uh, And a few more. They deserve everything they got yesterday. They have no pity on the poor people that are barely existing in this country for a long time. The country is in and out of um, an SHIT hole because of the clowns in power. Everything has gone wrong with this country down to their disrespect for the people of Ireland. 
I heard politicians of all hues moaning about yesterday's program, this, yesterday's protests on your program this morning. Not one of them has asked what the protesters are protesting about. Maybe therein lies the problem. One final one for now. The politicians on air all said that they have uh, a civil conversation uh, with TDs. Um, all they have to do is have a civil conversation with the TDs and just talk and ask questions and not to do what they did. But how did that work out for the man who asked the Lord Mayor a question and was being very civil, asking the question? What did the Lord Mayor do? Laugh in the man's face and sing a song. So can you blame people for getting angry while getting no answers on anything, says Mark Anthony Lane. Keep those texts coming, and there are many of them. Text 0868104106. Back to the phone lines we go. Dan, good morning. Good morning, good morning, Jim. Um, while my people mind. have a road... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, right to protest. Oh, my, my, my condolences to say, first of all, right? Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. But anyway, people have the right... And you know what? The anger that's in this country hasn't even begun yet. And I was on the radio. I was on the station with Julia at the Saturday year. And I said there's going to be a revolution, and it's starting. Well, the, the revolution has started because 200 people behaved the way they did at Leinster House well, it's yesterday. Going, it's, it's, it's going to increase. It's going to increase. People feel we've had enough. We know what's going on. We're all being hoodwinked. They're all coming in under the radar. Nothing been done about it. No checks. Tearing up passports and planes. Come on, hey. So if for, if, for instance, if, for instance, the country were to say and the government was to say... We can no longer house any more refugees, albeit from Ukraine or elsewhere. We can no longer build modular homes, give over hotels and, you know, housing and what have you. And also said that we will no longer allow anybody come in here under an international protection order with or without a passport. Would everybody then be happy? You see, the problem is... Because that, that, that probably should happen, right? Oh, yeah. But I mean, it should be 50-50. If there's a thousand modular homes going up for Ukrainians, another thousand for the Irish. It's not happening. Nothing has been done for the tw- over the 12,000 Irish people that are homeless. And there's guys and women out there working, and they haven't got a bob left over at the end of the but week. No, but no, that's my question. If that was stopped, right? And if they took out of the libraries books like This Book is Gay and other sex manuals that are being taught to young children, would all of this then stop? Mm, good question. Good question. Or is is it deeper than that? That is. Look, we now the state. We don't. We don't. We don't have this country no more. It's been run by the EU, right? But people have to rise up. I mean, so we we've had enough. We've had enough. I mean, so you got you got the T-shirt, the tarnished there in New York, and Eamon Ryan. I wonder if Eamon Ryan cycle there. You know, they're over there swan singing. They don't give a damn. I suppose that's about timing more than anything else being in New York, you know. I wonder did they know this was coming up and they got out in time. Well, you know that they didn't. They probably made the Gardaí some time ago told the politicians you better wear fast running shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, they got their warning. Yeah. So is, this, is yesterday a warning of worse to come, you're saying? Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. Okay. People had enough. I have, look, we're sick of it. Hold I'm on, an old age pensioner. I'm, on, I'm an old age pensioner now. But I tell you something, if I was walking in the morning and I paying a mortgage, why, Jesus, I'd be angry too. There are reasonable reasons for people to be angry. Um, people who have sick children should be very angry with regards to waiting lists and not being able to get um, 
operations for them and relief of pain. Also, people with children who have special needs where they can't get a proper education or get the kind of occupational therapy that they need. Anybody that's elderly that's looking, and I actually had this myself in my own life, trying to get, desperately trying to get some kind of home help hours for their aged parent or mother, but yet they're just completely and utterly swamped and drowning in bureaucracy and one department of government not talking to the other. I understand all of that. I mean, it's deeper than just people arriving into the country without passports. It really is. Look at all the children that's waiting for operations. Okay. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's an utter disgrace and the, and the spinal thing that's gone on at the moment. Let, let me see if I can just bring Joan in, actually, because I'm going to be out of time this side of 11. Joan, good morning. Good morning. Okay, go ahead. Well, I'd like to offer my condolences first, Nate. Well, you're very kind. People have been really kind this morning, and I do appreciate every single one of them. Texts as well. Thank you. You're welcome. It's just something that Michael Healy Ray said, like that people uh, that shouldn't be up there protesting are probably the people that never worked a day in their life. Yeah, I mean, to, to summarise it, he's saying something along the lines of, why aren't they out, why aren't they out working for a living? Well, maybe they got a day off. But anyway, Neil, it's like I'm working since I'm 14. Yeah. I'm nearly now 66 and I'm still working. And those people represented me as well. Why would the people that never worked a day in their life want to be protesting when they were better off than those that when they're working? Mm. Mm. For most of the people. Yeah, but that's, that's no reason, really, you know, not to work. You know, that's just lazy. Yeah, I, that's just yeah, a lazy I, person. It is a lazy person. And the people that were getting out of bed every morning to go to work. Yeah, we may feel like fools because we, we get absolutely nothing for our tax. I understand all of that. Anything you want as a working person, you've got to pay for it. But it's still no reason to be lazy or to be a scrounger. Oh, no, it's not. I would listen, as I said, me, I'm working all my life and I'm still working now. And I'll be 66 next week. Mm. I had a bit of time for Michael Healy Ray, but after his comments this morning, I don't have any more time for him. That you couldn't no. rely on them to do a day's work kind of thing? No, no, I have no more time for him after his comments this morning. He was like, uh, what is all the unemployed was there, you know? Yes. Not at yes. That there was a step too far. There was working people there as well, now, you know? Okay. We've had enough. All right, thank you both. Text 0868104106, back after the break. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Text and WhatsApp 0868104106, Gorks Red FM. Uh, more calls after 11, but I am obliged to check um, comments made on air, and one of them had to do with uh, Michael Healy Ray TD um, and accommodation for Ukrainian refugees, and we have fact-checked that, and of course it's a story out of Tralee where the Independent said that the Kerry TD owns several properties in Tralee uh, and they list them, but the caller on air just a little while ago was referencing planning permission that was refused for the extension to a guest house that Michael Healy Ray owns in Tralee. Uh, it was uh, planning permission to uh, extend the guest house, which is currently being used to house Ukrainian refugees. The planning permission application was to, uh, the extension to include eight additional guest rooms new dining and lounge areas, extension to the kitchen area, a laundry room and a caretaker's office, uh, 19 car spaces uh, and it was uh, turned down. Um, people in the in the community just uh, objected to it. So that's the point that was being made with regards to uh, Michael Lily Ray 
and his housing of Ukrainian refugees. Um, I, I'm also obliged to tell you that there is absolutely nothing um, in any way, shape or form questionable about anybody uh, doing work on buildings or anything like that to house uh, immigrants or indeed refugees of all sorts. It just happens to be a comment that was made about Michael Healy Ray. I do, I do see a lot. Uh, I saw um, a hotel that had been closed and derelict for many, many, many years in South Kerry and I've often wondered driving past it for years would anything ever be done about it? And then about a year ago, I saw all sorts of work being done. Um, masses of work done, huge amounts of construction. I was delighted because I used to love going in there. There's a lovely restaurant in there and everything. And it was all completed and finished about three weeks ago. And I pulled up to go in and wish them well and see what the menu was like to find that it was all barricaded off and there was no access to the public, although there were people inside. Uh, but of course, the renovation work was obviously done to bring it back to life but not for the general public as a hotel or a guest house or anything like that or a bar, but for refugees. And that's what it is being used for. Um, it's a sorry sight as you pass them because you have people inside. They're behind this big barricade, this big metal barricades, um, uh, just just hanging around and smoking and kids playing and very much segregated. Now, I, I do accept they can go come and go with regards to moving around in the general community as well. Back after 11, text 0868104106. The cash machine in court. Now, the Neil Prenderville Show, Red FM. Uh, I started off this morning um, uh, talking about the uh, passing and the death of my father um, earlier, well, last last uh, last weekend, and some lovely messages from people, uh, many of them. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I hate receiving so many and just not acknowledging them. So thank you to every single person uh, who did, um, you know, say kind things. Great to hear you back on the air. I'm sorry for your loss. May your dad rest in peace. He was proud of you. My sincerest condolences. I buried my dad two years ago. And the condolences that you were talking about on RIP.ie are compiled by the undertakers and they forward them onto you in paper form. Thank you. I didn't know that, that they're all printed. Uh, the undertakers were Finbar and uh, everybody at O'Connor's at Northgate Bridge. They also buried my mom at wonderful, wonderful company and very, very kind and compassionate people. I just wasn't aware of that. With regards to the condolences and RIP, you can actually get them printed into a lovely book form. Something you can keep forever and you can make copies for other family members. As I say, I wasn't aware of that. I did find them, I was saying earlier this morning, if you came late to the program, I found the condolences in RIP.ie of great comfort uh, and I was delighted to see so many because we all know that your mother or your father or your loved one deserves to have kind things said about them when they pass away and you'd be anxious that they'd get them uh, you know and I found myself going back reading them every day uh, you know I'm, st- I'm still doing it even again this morning you check back in there's fierce comfort in it um, it's 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 a lovely website it really is it's heartwarming to hear you talk fondly of your dad this is a lovely text my sincerest condolences um, I, there, there's no courage in going back to work, lads, in, in spite of what people are saying. You know, you, you get back on the horse. Uh, I once bought furniture from your dad way back and I found him very professional and also a delight to deal with. He insisted on quality and ensured it was the right product for your needs. Uh, it was more than just financial business to him. So God bless him. Long may you continue on the airwaves. Thank you. I was looking through the many condolences on RIP and an awful lot of people did talk about buying furniture that they still have. And there isn't a, a day goes by that more don't get added to RIP.ie of people who have bought, you know, occasional furniture, a kitchen table or something for the dining room that they still have. Uh, my dad passed away some years ago, Neil. He was just shy of 92. A nurse said to me shortly before he passed that the longer we have them, the more we want to keep them. 
P.S. I've been listening to your programs since E.R.I., uh, which would be a radio station from when I was there. Started back there. I didn't start with them. I started in 78, but with the R.I. in the early 80s. Uh, Mick did a great job in your absence. You certainly did. But I would like to offer my condolences. Great to have you back. Sincere condolences to you and all of the family. Um, and many more like that. So thank you for them all. Uh, condolences to you and the family for the loss of your father. But I would like to thank you for your praise of the ambulance service. Uh, I can look up the ambulance crew um, if you would like and I can pass on uh, your regards to them and let them know. This is Jur O'Dee, the Community Engagement Manager with National Ambulance Service. Well, if if you're in a position, Jur, just to reach out to whoever the crew were on that night. Um, they arrived so fast. It was under it was under seven minutes. I was very proud to have an ambulance service like that. Um, please do pass on our thanks as a family, if you don't mind. That would be lovely. So thank you for all those. They're very kind. I really do appreciate them all. we got calls, texts and comments after the break. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818 104 106 Red FM. Uh, lovely text here from the Brow Bar Boutique on Oliver Plunkett Street. Uh, they're saying they're offering free brow shapes today for nurses and healthcare staff. Neil, would you please share it. It's all on a walk-in basis, which is a lovely gesture. I don't think that's the first time. I think they've done this in the past. So it's a lovely gesture for all nurses and healthcare staff. Um, I'd imagine that's all sexist because um, we all have to look after the old eyebrows. Some of us have these uh, little machines that do it, but the professionals at Browbar Boutique do it as well. I've been talking a lot about um, my thanks and admiration to healthcare staff across the full spectrum uh, of healthcare staff. There was a time in um, the CUH when we were uh, a few days and nights in the GB ward where we managed and were able to stay um, 24-7. Uh, and the staff there were just so kind and considerate. It's a small little room, um, which would be kind of like an annex off the room where my, my father was. And they were just so kind and attentive. Um, and, you know, like they do this day in, day out. And we were never short for anything, whether it was bottles of water or a little breakfast in the morning or bringing in sandwiches or juice um, or a little bit of a hot meal if, if it was available from the from the canteen. It was it was just so lovely because obviously they appreciate that you're there 24-7 with someone who is passing away and you cannot leave. Not that you would want to leave for a moment, but the care and the kindness. Uh, we have a lot to be proud of and, and I know that we complain and we criticise and we give out and everything and that things could be an awful lot better. And, and I know of the issues within our um, ED departments and our accident and emergencies and stuff like that. Um, but even even the simple things, uh, my car was parked in the CUH for well over three days, you know. Um, and if, if you were just going in and out and paying for it, that would have been easily a hundred euro, maybe more. But they have a special dispensation for people who are there for a long period of time um, where, you know, you are parked up and you're in with your loved one for, in our case, in my case, it was uh, over 72, 80 hours. Um, And they have a special dispensation that you just need to tell them. um, And you get, I know it might sound silly or inconsequential or what have you, uh, but it's a much reduced fee, and and that's what I did. And I I pushed the button at the car machine, the ticket machine, and the loveliest man just answered. And I just briefly told him. He said, "Don't you worry about that." Were his words. "Don't you worry about that." He said, "You just put your card in here now and pay what comes up on the screen." And I did a tenner, and that was it. A tenner. I mean, as if they couldn't have been nicer. Even leaving, yet another kind gesture to show worse the effect of. 
sorry for your loss. Okay, uh, no doubt I'll talk more about that in, in the coming days or other aspects of our healthcare system that we should be very, very proud of. Lots of texts and calls, but I'll stay with calls for the moment, if you don't mind, then blast through a whole load of texts again in about uh, five or ten minutes' time. But Tom, good morning. Morning, Neil. Uh, condolences as well, Neil, and the passing of your dad. Sorry to hear that. Uh, listen, Cork people are great uh, for reaching out like that. Thank you for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to pick up on this morning uh, and maybe aspects of what Senator Buttermer and others were saying, is it, our politicians? Yeah, like, uh, I keep hearing him throwing around this word democracy. Like, if I had a euro for every time he said it there, I'd probably have 500 euros. Like, this is the same man when he speaks about democracy that was part of the, the Kenny-led government that had a five-point plan, if you remember, there about 15 years ago. And they were all over the news, the papers, the television, telling everyone, five-point plan, we'll do this, that, and the other. And the minute they got elected, they ripped it up and threw it out the gate. No, they will say, oh, well, listen, oh, I, 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 I don't forget the big 48-sheet posters that they put mm. up at election time. One of the more astonishing ones, I believe it was Fianna Fáil, correct me if I'm wrong, was when they put up, uh, coming up to a general election, we will end hospital waiting lists. That's got to be 25 years ago, is it? Yeah, and and um, and, uh, and the boy said the same, and it actually got worse after it. But they have the brass next in to come out and tell you we can't do anything about it. Yet they can hand over billions to the EU. We had um, one of them out there last year because we had a surplus of five billion. And instead of putting that into the health service, instead of putting that into housing... They decide we're going to hand that to the EU. We have a debt in the EU that's growing every single year. Year on year. I wouldn't year worry about going. it, man. I wouldn't worry about it. That'll, yeah, never, still, that'll never be paid. Look at our debt. It's won't, it's, Neil, but they'll strip our assets. Like there's, there's so many things that have been taken from this country, our assets that are being taken to give to the EU. This is what they do. They go into countries, they give you the money, and then they will come and take assets off you afterwards. Like he's saying about democracy. What do people want? People need to talk to us. Right, so Leo Reichert said that there was a poll done on the hate speech legislation and 80% of people were against it. And they but should rightly be it against anyway. it because it's an absolute disgrace. Yes, but we're going to do it anyway. Well, maybe so, a watered-down version where people, people will, okay, where people will be protected, absolutely, because hate speech can lead to violence, I get that. But where also, they allow people to speak their bloody minds. Correct. And if me and you are having a conversation in the street and if somebody is passing us and gets offended, the Gardaí can knock on our door. Like, well, that's an aspect of it. Stuff. That's an aspect of it um, because that's very much Big Brother. That's an aspect of mm-hmm. it that needs to be canned straight away. But Big Brother is already upon us. Big Brother is here. They've been bringing it in for years. Like they say, oh, well, why don't people tell us of their concerns? We all know of people's concerns. We've, we've all heard them labelling anybody that will protest in an estate where they're going to try and put make, make um, a unit and put loads of beds in it for undocumented male migrants. But they're called far right. Yeah, I know. You're not uh-huh. allowed to have an opinion uh-huh. on anything. Uh-huh. And they wonder why people are out but do you, okay, and that's, that is a wrong dog. label for many people to be called. But, but see, is, that, is far right correct? But, no, but is far right correct when it came to yesterday's carry on? I don't think so, Neil, to be honest. Okay. I really don't. I have seen different videos and, and I've, I, I've seen a couple of people that were up there. I don't think so. These people are like the rest of us that aren't being listened to. Like they were going on about um, 
uh, bottles or, or piss being thrown on top of people. Now, we all remember from a couple of months ago that all of this was branded around. Oh, they were throwing urine on us and it was disgusting. But then a few days later, it was proved that it wasn't that. Mm. And I think you actually had the man on the radio. Yeah, I know. Uh, I it was something that. to do with his cattle. But yeah. nobody would come out and talk about that. They'll all say, oh, they went up there and they threw urine on us. But sorry, no, maybe it wasn't that. But they'll jump to that straight away. Now, like you had Jerry Bottomer again on about democracy. Like, I'd laugh every time I hear him. They'll knock on your door. They will tell you barefaced lies. And they will go and do the complete opposite. Like, I've, I've stood in a couple of elections, Neil, right? I've gone to doors. People will say, what can you promise me? What will you? And I say, well, I can't promise you anything. Because if I did get elected, it's to work for everybody, to listen to everybody's concerns. And like our, our, our constitution says you vote for somebody to represent you. Well, it doesn't say you vote for a party member yeah. who then Leo or Michal can say you need to do X, Y, and Z because they don't speak their mind in themselves. Where then people are elected to represent this country, not the World Economic Forum. You had Simon Coveney out saying that the population of Ireland is going to double by 2040 and most of them people won't be born in this country. Do we have the services for all That's that? quite alarming at the same the time when you have people already? who can't afford to buy a house and wonder where they're joined up thinking is on that one. But you see, there's a, there, there'll be houses there for people that will come in they'll look after them because if they don't they'll be fine by the no, EU. I don't know about, no, no, Tom, hang on a second. There's an awful lot of people come into this country from other countries of all sorts of different creeds and races mm-hmm. and colours of their skin and they come here to work and many of them oh, yes. are, are buying their own houses, they're renting their own homes and they're starting their own businesses. And there's many of them coming in here and they have a lovely cosy bed to sleep on while we have our own Irish people on the streets or we have our own Irish people couch surfing or sleeping on floors. Well, well in, that's back again rooms. to, that's back again to, say, the Ukrainian war refugee scenario and also undocumented and documented people who come here under international protection orders. Yeah, but they're coming from safe countries, Neil. Like, do we keep being told that our hands are tied because it's an EU directive and we'll be fined this and that? But if you look around Europe, there's other countries that have said, no, we can't do this. So why can't we stand up and do that? Why are we being the lackeys all the time? It goes back to the bank bailouts. We bailed out most of the European banks and our boys above in Dublin with a swipe of a pen saddled us with death for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Whereas other countries said, no, 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 we're not playing any part in this game. The same as they are with the, with the undocumented migrants that are coming across. They're saying, actually, no, our borders closed. You can't come in here. Our country is bursting at the seams. And we're still allowing all of this to happen. And you've the, the neck of those people on the radio today to say, why don't those people come and talk to us about their concerns? We can't debate anything with them. There was nobody to stand up about the freedom of movement of people over the last three years. There's still people in court to this day for being outside a five kilometre, which was ridiculous. There was other experts that were talking that weren't allowed to speak. And just like now... There's other people asking very valid questions. But you, know, I don't, shut d- down. D- but you can't prosecute somebody for being a COVID denier. But, but Neil, there's people in another court still. I don't know if you've seen Stephen, um, a reporter there with... No, with but I'm just saying, you might, you might be able to prosecute them because they went outside the five mile or the two mile limit or whatever. But how could you prosecute somebody for saying, um, I, 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 I don't believe that COVID was as bad as it was. Uh, I don't believe we should have shut the country down. Like you can't, mm-hmm. you're like, that's freedom of speech. Of course, but that's going to be gone soon, Neil. It's going to be gone. We're not going to be allowed to say anything. Okay. Stuff that say I and others would have posted 
um, on social medias over the last couple of years, we'll get a knock on the door if that happens again. Okay, but, but, uh, but 13 arrests were made yesterday. Do you think that maybe Gardy arrested 13 people pending, um, you know, investigations or whatever, because they overstepped the mark? Or are, you, did, are they 13 innocent bystanders? I, I've no doubt, maybe, look, Neil, they probably overstepped the mark in the Gardaí's eyes. But I reckon that there was also 13 arrests made because they wanted to show people that if you come up here, we're going to be here to arrest you if you're going to do anything. Like, I've been to Dublin Law Centre for many protests. I went up there over the bank bailouts and all that thing, and we were pepper sprayed up. up, up I think we actually spoke about it a couple of years ago. There was no arrests made. But I think that this is a bit heavy-handed to try and to try and quell the protests that might come after all of this okay. because they're not listening to people and okay. this like people are still getting frustrated and people are still going to get out and have their say because at the moment we have freedom of speech and we have a democracy like Jory kept talking about but Jory doesn't listen to people just like his party members don't listen to people Well can I just ask you just before because I have other calls now um, but mm. one of the points that Michael Healy Raid made is that he wouldn't be relying on the two or three hundred protesters to do a day's work that you know they're not they don't work for a living they're not taxpayers that really and truly they don't have any skin in the game with regards to I the future you, of Ireland I tell you Neil I, I used to have a lot of respect for that man but after that comment this morning he's, he's the same as Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael and Moyers to actually brandish everyone tarnish everyone with the same brush like you've had people on there that they're up there for a lot of people who couldn't get there are you saying that I there know, were people know, there yesterday who took a day off is it I, I know that there, I know of two people that were there yesterday that would that, that do night work now maybe they had a night booked off yesterday yeah, yeah, and yeah, didn't, yeah, didn't yeah. go into work yeah. but I can guarantee you one thing and I would actually love to do it sometime is to go up there and find out for people because there's many people from many backgrounds that were up there yesterday and I guarantee you lots of them had work lots of them have jobs there's loads of people in different jobs and in two or three different jobs. Four hours here, four hours there, doing loads of... But there was people trying that. to go in and out to work who weren't politicians now. And there was also, um, you know, members of the All public right, so there who were to trying work. to get meetings and things. And they were frightened. Yeah, but like, if they were frightened. Like, didn't people up to stand up for our country, Neil, for everything that we've just spoken about. I'm sorry, like, but like, where else are you going to go? You know, you go, you, like, you've been on before about people targeting uh, Mike, Michal Martin's office. Oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. Go outside his estate, you can't do this, you can't do that. Go outside the dial. No, listen, you can't do this either. Come on, like. Well, if, you, if you're, if you're, well, I mean, there was, a, there was a doll, and I know it was a doll, hanging from a rope of a gallows, and there was mm-hmm. photographs of senior politicians. Is that not a threat? I wouldn't think so, Neil. I've seen these all over Europe of the last couple of months. It, well, we saw it, we see it Ireland, north like. of the border at times, particularly around bonfires and about effigies of politicians burning. And Irish flags burning and no one says anything about it. Like, there's no one up there trying to take them down. There's no one up there arresting them people. You know, it's just like, oh, no, you can't come here to the dial or you can't do this or you can't do that. People are fed up. They're not being listened to in this country. And like, I'll be honest with you, I can't wait for people to start knocking on these doors for votes. I don't think they'll have the balls to do it. Because I've had them at doors in the last five years and ten years, and I have questioned every single one of them. No, they don't belong taken off running. Mm. But people need to actually start meeting them at the door. And not meeting the lackeys that will come around throwing in flyers. Meet the actual people. Again, there was a common past today about elections. As I said, I ran in a few of them. I set up GoFundMe pages. I get donations off of people. The lads above there on the dial have a 15 million euro watches. So if there was a democracy, could we all not get 20 or 30,000 each? to do our posters and to do our flyers yeah. as opposed to me trying to walk around house to house and seeing two flyers from Jerry Bottom a week 
going into prison. Well, listen, you, I'm, I'm certainly giving you an opportunity to say what you want to oh, say. Yeah. It's a big difference now. No, but it's a big difference do. now between people uh, meeting politicians on the door because I don't know what they're asking for now, but 20 or 30 years ago, you'd be asking a politician for help with getting a house, getting a medical mm-hmm. card, getting a job getting a nursing home place for my aged yeah. parent or whatever. I wonder what they're being asked for now when they come to the door. They won't be at the door, Neil, because there's too many hard questions. What we just spoke about, what's been on your station all morning, they have no answer to this. They will not come out and meet people at the doors. I guarantee you that. Or else they will go to the places, they'll cherry-pick a couple of estates every day, and the rest of the time it will be flyers. I noticed at the last election... I think I seen one person out the last election was Sean Sherlock Ballon from my, and I was out every single day for four months, and every single day there was flowers being dropped by impost, by with all their pretty faces on them with ah, different slogans every time. Not calling to the door, yeah, not, not calling. calling to but the they'll door. put their flyers, they'll drill their flyers in and out, wasting taxpayers' money, whereas other people like myself are making posters, reusing posters. Will you run again? To rub together, I don't, like, Neil. I don't know. Like I missed out on a vote in city council a couple of years ago, right? But no, they've extended. They've extended all the wards. Like it, it's to it's to help themselves, but to to stifle the the small free, you know. Because there's no way. There was one time I could knock it seventy or eighty percent of the houses in my area. Now I would be lucky to knock it fifteen or twenty percent of them. I want to try and get out there and meet as many people as I can. But like the, the wards and the areas are gone so big. Like for 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 an independent or for a small fry, you haven't a chance. I know, you have too and much ground to cover. all of this money. Listen, if they give me 20,000 and I could put a flyer every week with a different slogan and what I'm about into every house of my constituency and then I would be able to get out there and knock in as many doors as possible. All right, But okay. it, like, it, it's just impossible. They have it all sewn up for themselves. As I keep saying, our constitution says you vote for someone to represent you, not for a party to be a number, and certainly not anyone to be. Okay, Michael Martin said. Michael Martin said in New York, he said, uh, "You seem." He said uh, that is unacceptable and reprehensible. We live in a parliamentary. You love this word democracy, notwithstanding the fact that we have flaws in our democracy. But he says it was a personalised attack. He said, "Yeah, and and this is the same person now that's towing the line for the EU." And, and trying to do everything for the EU, and he'd be off for a plum job there for himself. Where's his democracy then? All right, Where's okay. his democracy for the Irish people? Okay, let me get a quick call on. Thank you, Tom. One quick call, then an ad break. Thank you. Frank, good morning. Thanks for holding. Go ahead. Morning, Neil. How are you? Good, good. Well, all first of all, deep condolences, just to add to it. Thanks a lot. Um, we're weeks away, I think, from uh, a Joe Cox or a David Amat. Oh, hold on a second now. I have to uh, warn you with regards to that. I don't want anything that might in any way incite an idea in somebody's head. I'm not, I'm not inciting it. But even um, suggesting that we're weeks away from it. Uh, I, I honestly believe it. How, how can you believe that? Um, we've all seen the pictures, the news, the videos, and it's what these people want. No, I don't believe that. They I absolutely I, want it because no. they have enough sheep behind them that one idiot will become a martyr. But that could be anybody. That doesn't necessarily mean that it would have been anybody at yesterday's protest if it were to happen. Never mentioned that. Never mentioned that it would be anybody that was at the protest. But that's what they're aiming for. Mm, mm. A martyr. They just basically don't understand... Politics, democracy. I mean, I'm no lover of Michal Martin, but what he said was 100% right. 
You're aware I'm, of the, You're aware, of course, of the the death of the Labour MP Joe Cox. Uh, it led to. I am, and David Amos, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, but I'm just honing in on the. Thank you for that. I'm just honing in on the Joe Cox murder. Um, an extreme right-wing terrorist sentenced to prison for the rest of his life. A man called Thomas Mayer. He shot and uh, repeatedly stabbed her. I think he he stabbed her over a dozen times, probably even more than that. While attacking her, he kept saying, this is for Britain. Keep Britain independent. Britain first. That was about Brexit. Yeah. I mean, she she didn't support Brexit. He did, you know, right? Protest, grand, get over it. And it happened, they voted correctly in their own mind. And Brexit happened. But surely we'd never, I would hate to think of that ever happening. Neil, who watching it yesterday, only for the guards being right next to uh, Michael Healy. God only knows. Yeah, but there was no no weapons or anything. I mean, there certainly wasn't any guns or knives or... Put it this way, there was bottles full of urine that hit at least two guardies, one a female yeah, guard, yeah. in the head. Um, those weapons, or those battles could have contained acid. Like, I know that people have been beaten up in the past year or two. God knows you see enough video footage of that. Um, and I'm not pointing any fingers at anybody in particular. Um, I will point fingers, Neil, because, yeah, in the gay community, they've been beaten up because of this right-wing trash that's been spouted on Facebook. And that's leading then to people within the gay community being targeted, followed and attacked. Well, gay and trans, obviously, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you had, but did you have that chat that evening on with you recently? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, what? He's flamboyant. So what? Get over yourself, like. Okay, okay. Well, I certainly have noticed a rising temperature in the past six to eight months. Of that, you can be sure. No, okay. it's not prove me. It's, like, it's Trumpism, basically. All right, thanks Thank for that. Text 0868104106. Back after the break. The Neil Prendeville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 0818104106. Calls on the way by text. Uh, lots of them. I don't agree with yesterday's protests, but I do disagree with the minister and the Taoiseach being out of the country at the same time. Uh, who's supposed to be running the country now? What is all that costing the nation? Uh, I think there's three of them out of the country, isn't it? I haven't been totally focusing on everything that's been going on recently. Um, This is great distraction hiding the shocking events in Temple Street Hospital and it will only give them a reason now to stop all protesting altogether. They've played into their hands. Uh, People were protesting because the country is sick to death of what this shambles of a government is doing to our country, says Mary Jane. So Senator Buttermer, Pat says, Senator Buttermer doesn't mind protests as long as he doesn't have to see or hear them. The mob has always kept politicians honest. Look up history. Uh, People are very angry, says Shiona. This awful unvoted in government is not listening to its own people. As I've said to you before, my French friends ask, are you dead over there yet? People are passionate about our country and we're changing to accommodate others. France would not do it, nor Italy. Uh, There are no caps on people coming in and being put in hotels and housed before her own. None, irrespective of humanitarian grounds. We're a small island and cannot afford it. They're surprised, are they? It's outrageous, the anger that they have caused. Uh, So he's in it for the change, Neil. Ask him to give back the 200 grand a year that he's paid and live like normal people do, as in any politician who's in it for change. Politicians are telling us that they want to make things better. Meanwhile, the country descends into chaos, but it's everybody else's fault. 
Um, it's extremely upsetting how they have us living with the cost of everything. The government couldn't give a flying pig about us. End of. Wake up, people, who pays for their offices, the public. I watched all the videos of the protest. The people are angry. Pat Buckley, Jerry Buttermer will go home to their nice warm houses, while the people who protested yesterday watch uh, 68 out of 70 brand new units in Finglas get allocated to non-EU nationals while they are living on the streets. Some are on housing lists up to 20 years. The people in working class areas of Dublin are dealing with non-EU nationals openly using drugs, committing assault and different types of crime. Uh, Can't come on air, but regarding the poor TDs stuck in their cars, what about the poor people stuck on the streets? Politicians last week awarded themselves five grand to install CCTV in their own homes. This is an outrageous amount of money when sick children have to turn to GoFundMe accounts to try and get medical care, says Desi. Why can't politicians pay for something out of their own pockets like the rest of us ordinary working people? Taxpayers even pay for dry cleaning TDs suits. People are angry, but the protests yesterday were just thugs and racists. And they are preventing legitimate protests as people don't want to be associated with the thuggery. So they don't protest in case they are associated. Yes, I suppose some people who might genuinely feel that they wish to protest and have a voice to be heard don't because they fear that they're going to be called racist, fascist or right wing. Uh, Back to the phone lines we go. Paddy, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it is uh, my reaction to. Uh, okay, I say the, the politicians that reacted to the um, demonstration. Well, they had to run. Well, they had to run the gauntlet of yesterday. Uh, yesterday so, yeah. One thing I noticed about you know their reaction to it is that uh, several times now it's been mentioned again the word democracy that they tell us we have a democracy. You see, now. Uh, a democracy, if, if Ireland does not have a democracy, if we had a democracy, we would have a say. We would have a say in the decision-making in this country. We would have a say in whether or not... They say you do with the ballot box, etc., etc. Cetera, et cetera. Yes, at, yeah, I get to that. The ballot box is actually the, where we do have the, the real say. In the meantime, uh, our government, they, they are telling us we live in a democracy. If I live in a democracy, I'll have a say in um, immigration policies. I'll have a say in how many immigrants we take into the country. I'll have a say in where our tax money goes, whether it goes to build recreational centres or goes to children's hospitals. I will have a say in hate speech laws. Big questions. I'll have a say in whether or not these laws are passed. We are living in a country where we have no say whatsoever in any decision-making. We are, in effect, living in a dictatorship or a totalitarian regime. That is a start. Now, politicians coming out and telling us that we're living in a democracy is plain lies. That They do not see it themselves. They defend this, their behaviour and, and their policy. And in what way are they dictatorial, then? Dictatorial? Well, well, as I just mentioned, as I just wrote up, Tell me any, any decision-making by this government where we, the people, have a say. You have the People's Forum now having a say on a lot of things, including and other things. The People's Forum is 100 people chosen by government yeah, to, to make uh, suggestions to government you have, as to what should be, what should be taken up. In you have referendums. We have referendums yes, a lot of here to change we things. We had um, a few times it has happened already with this commission that makes these recommendations yeah. to government as to what should come up to, ref, uh, to referendum. I think it was uh, 
83% or something wanted to make, to make changes there to create more, uh, to create people's initiative. No, but, no, no, I'm just trying to give examples more, of where people... No, I'm trying to give examples and of where people do have a say. It, it was ignored. I mean, I, seriously, do you think we have a say in anything this government does? Are you going to tell me that we actually... I have a say? We don't. Mm. Mm. We don't. End of. You know? The reaction as well to this, to this, uh, uh, to this protest... Now, the protest was distasteful. I don't agree with it. You know, they, they, we should be doing it in different, in different ways. But has not one of these politicians even asked themselves why this is happening at all? Their reaction is that they're worried about their security. They're going to... Uh, we have little or no access as it is to these politicians, and their solution is to restrict even more access. Yes, well, certainly in and around Leicester House. And you have and politicians who told me this morning that you're going to you're going to be you'll be buzzed in and out of their constituency office. Yes, I know that. But has not one of those other politicians asked themselves uh, what can they do to give people more access to their democracy? But, and maybe this wouldn't be happening then. If they think they'll fob this off now as it's a minority, a mob, a little minority of, of troublemakers that are up there. But I can assure you. There are a lot more people that are very, very angry at this so-called government, this so-called representation. We want rid of them. It's fairly obvious. The dog in the street knows it at this stage. This lot has to go. They do not listen to people. They do not represent people. And they do not give people access to them. We have no access even at local level in our governments. We have no say in local laws, local bylaws. And their, and their solution to this is to deny us even more access, to deny us access to, to hinder us even more, mm. to mm. knock down streets around. No, no, no. We're not living in a democracy and we have to do something about it. Now, protests like this is not the way to go because the powers that be, these same politicians, will use that to their benefit. But will no, the protesters, you're saying as well, I think you said in your text that protesters themselves will use it towards their own agenda as well. I think you said that, um, I can't find where it is in the text, but that they will, it will entrench them more. It will entrench the government even more. Oh, the government, you're saying, not protesters. I mean, Not the protesters, no, the government will entrench them. That's, no, I'm, that's, I'm asking you the question, the response and the event yesterday, will that encourage yeah. more similar protests? Uh, I'd say it will, yes, it will, unfortunately. But I, I, again, I want to go back to that, that the protests like this are not going to achieve any change for the better in this country. People will have to, will have to become active again in their politics okay. to actually do something that makes a difference. And what's the, uh, main, what's the main plank? Because it's difficult to talk with the more higher-up members of the groups that protest because it just turns into a hysterical shouting match. So it's very difficult. So it would be impossible for them to sit in a room with politicians, wouldn't it? Yes, I agree with you there, yeah. yeah. Um, in fact, um, I, I think that, that uh, this, we, we, have to, we have to stop engaging with politicians. And well, stop, not to us. stop talking to politicians. And then no. do what then? We have to start organising to take back the power of government from those that are stolen. But the that's what they tried. That's what they tried to do the when they got into the when they when they, That's what they do when they marched 
and got in on Capitol Hill. I mean, like... Ah, uh, no, 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 no. That's wrong. You do mean injustice there. No, I'm not saying anything like that. I'm not... I'm not but you said take anything back the power. Like that. Take back the power, yes. We have to take back the power. Where okay. do we do that? You said it earlier. At the poll booth. Okay, okay. We, ha- we, we need to get organised and we need to elect. We need, the people I'm saying, need a forum. We need the forums where we can elect who we want, who we choose to represent us. Okay, but they Sorry need to put that. themselves the forward on the, ball- on the ballot paper then. We need to do So that's where the battle will be fought. Okay. At the ballot paper. All right. At okay. the moment, uh, protesting will not achieve that. Okay, Paddy, I have just one quick call. This, okay. People All right. in local, at local level themselves, they'll have to get together. Local elections are up now in less than a year. Nobody's prepared for it. We'll wind up with the same crowd back in there unless we do something to change it. Okay, thanks a lot. Leave it at that, Paddy, because I want to talk to Jill before I finish. She's been waiting a long time. Jill, good morning. Hi, how are you, Neil? Okay, last word to you, and we'll pick up on text in the morning. Go I ahead. think um, the, what happened yesterday, I would condone it. I would be against violence, and I think that there was people that went out to cause trouble. They were a minority. They were new faces from what I saw in the videos, and I think they're feeding into the government. And How, do you know, who, do you, how would you know who was a new and an old face? Have you protested? Um, I was out protesting since the water protests. I've done many protests over the years, and I would know the faces, and... From looking at the videos, they were they were not involved in any previous protests. But but, you know? but it's it's a completely different type of protest. Like the water, did the water charges get that vitriolic and angry? You're and always calling? going to get a couple of people that are basically out to cause trouble, and a lot of people would reckon they would have been paid to cause trouble. You know, Antifa, mm, yeah. and they're out to make everyone else look like crazy complete crazies, you know. Would it and have that's been, why I would, wouldn't attend any of these protests because it's making everyone else who is angry, we're all angry at the government, but we won't go out protesting because we don't want to be involved in violence and we are against violence, you know. Okay, but you that's did know of people who went? I did, I knew people who take, took days off. And you wanted to pick up on there. the unemployed yeah. comment from earlier? That's absolutely horrendous on his behalf and he needs to apologise to people because... I knew people who took days off and went from Cork yesterday up to Dublin. Very nice people, very kind-hearted, would do anything for you. And these people were actually disgusted at the violence up in Dublin yesterday. They were totally against it. Mm, okay, okay. You know? All right, thanks for that. So Much obliged. it's huge, just ridiculous. Huge you amount know? of text on this as well. I'll pick up in the morning. Uh, a lot of it, of course, has to do with um, acknowledging different people talking about our open border policy that is leading to... Uh, far too much criminality. Uh, I, I think I got five, maybe six different texts talking about one of the more recent ones, which is very, very sad from Monday. A man suspected of an unprovoked stabbing in Dublin airport at the weekend. Apparently there was a man in his 50s wounded um, and uh, just standing outside Terminal 1, apparently at half past 11 on a Sunday morning. Um, so again, I, I don't know whether or not this could be deemed as being an issue with regards to open borders, but the suspect originally from Africa was actually, just to let you know what people are texting about this, was a, a long-term resident here in the Republic, detained at the scene, so we can't say any more than that. Others then are talking about, why do you talk about a Joe Cox incident? Does it only apply to politicians what about Ashling Murphy or the two lads that were decapitated in Mayo? It's already happening, but it hasn't happened to politicians. But it is happening to ordinary people on the street because of what politicians are allowing. Uh, believe me, there are reams more of those which I can pick up on 
in the morning back after the break. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. Texter says, thank you for reading up my text on air. It's the first for that one. I'm obliged for their texting like that. But uh, there are many that I haven't read out and I hope to get back to more of them tomorrow. Um, and I will do. So get involved in the conversation. Text 0868-104-106. If you have a story to share or something you'd like to get off your chest that's a little longer than a text, you can email neil at redfm.ie. And all of this, of course, on International Day of Peace, which is today, International Day of Peace. It's a, an, it's an innovative thing to do, and it's been every year for the last 40 years or so, but we are very far from giving peace a chance for the day that's ended. Can I just also mention four Cork pubs who have taken home award gongs and the Irish Pub Awards. So hats off to the beloved... Har- I'm writing, reading from the Echo this morning. A beloved Harborside Bar has been voted as the best local pub in Cork. So hats off to the Monkstown, uh, down Monkstown Way, the Ensign. Um, and also two pubs in the city announced as regional winners. The Franciscan Well Brew Pub won Best Tourist Pub Award and the Liberty Bar and Resistance won the most innovative pub at this year's awards. And finally, and I remember eating there one day on a beautiful summer's day many, many years ago down in Hayes' Bar and Kitchen in Glandor. Uh, they won a Best Food Pub of the Year, so four great awards on Side. There is one other pub story that people were talking about over the last few days and wondering what was going on at Weatherspoon's Pub on Paul Street on Tuesday. Uh, it was posted that at least 10 guardies stormed all three floors of the Weatherspoon's Pub and ordered everyone, including the staff, to leave. There was even an armed response unit called. After a few minutes, everything was okay and people returned back inside. A texter said to me, I work in a shop nearby and all the commotion happened because apparently some fellow threatened the bar staff with a fake gun and everyone was asked to leave. The armed response was called via a button behind the bar and the armed response came fairly quickly. Um, Afterwards, everything went back to normal after uh, somebody was taken into custody. We checked with Garda Press who said that they responded to a disturbance on Kerry's Lane, Cork City yesterday at approximately 7.30pm and a man in his 40s was arrested and is currently being held at a Garda station in Cork City. A suspected firearm was also seized. Investigations are ongoing. We live in very different times, don't we? And they seem to be getting more and more different and perhaps worrying every single day. Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.